Hey y'all, it's been a while since I've actually had to do this, but on this episode we had some technical difficulties and I'm just letting you know before we get into it that this isn't the best audio we've ever had, but it's also not terrible. I have done what I can to make it sound good, but yeah, without further ado... Yeah, yeah. Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man are action. Is it an action? I mean, According to TA, yes. Yes. Compared you don't to have Pong an arcade category, which is really what they should have. Something like that. Yeah. Like classic arcade. Old with an E. Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. A podcast that has just hit 200 episodes. I'm Fufu Cuddly Booth. Joining me tonight is Big L. Aren't you so proud to be a part of this great ecosystem? I know. Oh, man. I'm very proud of what we've built. That's why I'm never going to leave. Yeah, also, you shouldn't. Also joined is Koosh Moose. Well, hello. I'm and- kind of proud. And Maychart. Hello. I've been here for a few of those. Now, is that 200 episodes including episode zero? I don't think so, right? So this is kind of like 200 um, with an asterisk. It is a ballpark. 200 is a ballpark number. I think now, level zero doesn't count. But it's right. probably our most downloaded episode because people start from the beginning. Somehow. So Yeah, we're sorry about that. I don't... Sorry. <laughs> I, it just upsets me that episode zero is our most downloaded. Like, I get it. If you're listening to like a D and D podcast, you want to start from the beginning. It's a most no, recent no. campaign. That makes sense. This is like an Xbox podcast. We while we don't really do a lot of news, we do do news. So like, do do start from now. Don't go back and listen to that. We are no, so much no. better than that. I have Can to it. say though, I appreciate someone like KT Echo. Who is actively going through and listening to the backlog and occasionally checks in on something, I guess is also keeping some kind of notes as listening happens. Yeah, speaking of which, I appreciate Corey, you that. That's gang cool. Bang. Sorry. What? What? <laughs> it's a McDonald's uh, food item, just so you know. Just adding gang Mick bang? in front of things doesn't make uh-huh. it a McDonald's food item. In this case, well, yeah, you have to combine two foods together. Secret menu. You were saying. <laughs> There's. Let's check off the uh, food talk checkbox. Okay. <laughs> hey, Kenny, did you want to retry that intro? You completely messed up again, or are we just we're we're doing it live. I don't know what you talk you're talking about. I did this completely right the first time. And the first time. Right, well, All right. Well, <laughs> speaking of uh, KT Echo, he might have come up with some stats for me. Um, I might do some of these as we go, or some of them I'll hold off till the anniversary. We'll see. But you know what? Since we mentioned food, oh boy, I got a food. I got a food one. Oh boy, okay. the mozzarella. All right, all right. We'll do it prices right style. <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> the answer is that Nate. <laughs> oh, it's a it's a better food than that. Oh, that's impossible. Price, price is right style. In the first 199 levels, how many times? Did I mention sandwiches? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no one could possibly know this. Apparently, <laughs> Katie Echo made note of it. I think an electrical charge went off in his brain 
and he has the spreadsheets for everything. Oh my god! Wait, this... are you for real? I am. KT Echo has been I, very dedicated. He had wrote down how yeah. many times I mentioned sandwiches. So now when oh. I mention sandwiches again, he's going to have to keep track of this. Did he Remember? actually do that, or did he get something that translates the uh, the talk no, into dictation? He didn't. Okay, he didn't do that. Oh my god! Did he include if you mentioned a questionable sandwich like a taco? Jesus. So the word we did talk about that before. Is this the word sandwich? It's just the word sandwich. <laughs> I suppose it is the word sandwich. How many episodes? <laughs> How many episodes again? In the first 200. So not counting today's episode where we've said sandwich. No. <laughs> no. Right. But okay. even though we've said it 100 times, this would only count as one, if, for example. Okay. So it's just I don't the number know. of episodes. I'm just going <sighs> off the number he gave me. Okay. It's got to be 800. It's got to be like four all, Your dedication <laughs> to keeping track of all this. <laughs> oh my god i don't even know what to say i am dumbfounded um i'm gonna go with 169 <laughs> that's way low it's gotta be like 469 <laughs> i'm gonna go with the price is right standard of one one sandwich all right well unfortunately Michelle wins. <laughs> nah. Oh, wow. All those sick days as a child watching Price is Right have paid <laughs> off handsomely. I'm going to go buy BS. a sandwich. Now, what was the PT answer? PT Echo did tell me that he will go back and listen to all 200 episodes again just to make sure. Oh, my God. He didn't tell me that, but, but now I want him to. Um, he, according to him, he said it's only 56 times. No. I can't be right. <laughs> This is just me saying the word sandwich. You saying the word sandwich. Okay. Uh -huh. Yes, this is me saying the word sandwich. Yes. Okay, we we've said it. A lot of times you guys times joke. Yeah. In this, this intro. Episode. Yeah. You guys joke about it. This would it sometimes. still only be one, right? So I, that that but that's still a quarter of the show. Now, that's Okay, I guess I'll have to ask like him. That, it does make sense. Oh, I don't know if he means an episode we talked about it or just how many times it was mentioned. Maybe it's fifty six episodes. Oh, mm. you see now if that's the case, yeah, that's yes, I totally buy that. Different question, yeah. Right. I totally buy that. That was my understanding the whole time. Was had it been that, I would have gone with two <laughs> different episodes. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, just saying, my number would have been two. So. Oh my gosh. Well, this is so far the most productive episode we've ever done. So I'm happy. That's amazing. I cannot wait to see the other stats. Well, stay tuned. All right, Monami. I guess he wants to sprinkle them out throughout the uh, the show. Ooh, sprinkles. That's a, that's a good food. AT Echo is now going to have to sort out a new category for which episode it took us the longest minute to, or longest time to actually get to the video game chatter. This this one's getting Ooh. pretty up there. I would be interested. In yeah, there's been a couple of major derails right in the beginning. Yeah, D derails when it always happens to be when you're. Someone is saying Reese's pieces. Ugh. Well, yeah, no one would say Reese's pieces. They'd say Reese's pieces. Yeah, Reese's uh, pieces. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh. Oh my goodness! All right, let's actually. Get um, how many minutes have we been? <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the game chatter, Kenny. Game steer the chat. ship. Oh man. Uh, topic of discussion um, this week. Service delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This was the week for me to talk about that. Oh, man. All right. Uh, discussion topic for this week is, what are suggestions for a great game 
where you can play and get all the achievements without missables or having to follow a walkthrough. It's fine for there to be an achievement guy that helps with mopping up at the end. Uh, and this one is brought to us by Philip Wendell. Uh, Michelle, let's go to you first. We're going to go to me first. You know, I, I had an answer for it, and I'm still going to go with that answer. But you know what other game might be a great answer? It's actually Overcooked. I, I mean, uh-huh. I don't recall having to go through a guide for that one. We just played it naturally and had to go back sometimes and clean up some three-star stuff. But that was a, kind of the game had a, a, good a good list, and it was fun to go through, and it didn't require checking any video guides or anything like that. Uh, so that wasn't my initial answer, but it's appropriate, and I'll come back to my initial answer. But before I do that, let's read what some other folks had to say. So Vulgar Latin tells us that his is one that he did recently, The Pedestrian. While there's technically one missable, it's through a sequence break that you wouldn't know to do on your first go-around. One little puzzle game that doesn't overstay its welcome, and it's on Game Pass. Also, we have Xlax Je- Jester, pardon me said, I enjoyed playing The Sexy Brutal recently without a guide for the story, but it was a great game and used the guide at the end to finish up the collectibles I couldn't find. And then Mental Knight also sort of tangentially brought up The Sexy Brutal by mentioning that he wanted to plug the Invisible Hours again, which is from the same developer. I'll go all around the house and back and forward in time to see all the char- what all the characters are up to and solve the murder mystery. And if you're very perceptive, you can find a few cool little secrets without guides. Um. The one that came to mind for me was Rain on Your Parade. I thought that that had a really solid little list. Uh, You got plenty of achievements just for progressing. There were several stages that asked you to do something a little special. I know when the game came out initially, and I know we've mentioned it before, it had cheats or there was some kind of glitch you can use through the menu to do the achievements more easily. Uh, I know, Elle, you didn't get the privilege (laughs) of experiencing that. And myself, when I played it, that wasn't a thing either. I don't think that hurt it. Like I kind of feel in some ways like the game is fun and shortcutting it that way. I'm not saying people shouldn't do that when that was available, but you kind of missed some of the gameplay and it was, it was a good time actually. And I, the list was great. I had a great time with it. So I am all about um, rain on your parade for this one. Everybody speaks very Mm. highly of that game. Mm. Yeah. And the list between having good gameplay and not having a game that you can really directly relate to it, so it's unique. And at the time, it was on Game Pass, so price is obviously right. And it hits a lot of nostalgia boxes because it references older games and things like that. Like it's just—it's a clever game. It's fun. It never really feels super stressful. That it, it, yeah, it does a lot right. And the achievement list is one of those things. Okay. Now, do you think he's means uh, in the question that you just sit down and play without even having to consult what the achievements are on the list? I mean, I, my, what I'm asking? my read was yes, but there's also the caveat that you can clean up the game using a walkthrough or things like that. So yes. I don't think it completely precludes using that, but the idea is you can go in blind and not worry about missing anything along the way that'll cause you to replay the game or yes, you know, add a significant amount of time. Yeah, I also kind of just assume, okay. like you sit down, start the game, take a look at, it, take a look at the achievement list, and go, "Oh yeah, this is all doable," and then maybe have some mopping up at the end. But you don't have to constantly go through and look at, "Oh, did I miss this achievement? Do I gotta reload this mm-hmm. save? Do I gotta do that? Do I gotta do this?" 
only that kind of stuff for like like I said, mopping it up at the end. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and read the next patron question or response. This one comes from Ahizo, and he says, Mass Effect two and three, or the trilogy remaster, but not the first one on the three sixty because of those dumb and broken ally achievements. It says for the most part, the completions come down to just doing all the quests you all the quests you can find. Two has some relevant decisions at the end that will determine whether you get a certain achievement, but that's easy to save before and redo if needed after finishing. The trilogy remaster is best as far as achievements, though, because I believe with the new leveling system for the first game, it doesn't even require you to play the game once before hopping into insanity difficulty. Mm. So you'll need to know what this achievement is so you know where to save it. Yeah, this, this disqualified Ahizo. Yeah, somebody has been paid off by big Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> He's a plant. So I had a I question know about those games. this too, because now Kenny, you've played Mass Effect. You enjoy the series very much. I've played one, and here Ahizo excluded one, which is fine. I agree with that because there's plenty of stuff you can miss in there. But with two. I've I've played I guess maybe half of it. A lot of the achievements are marked as as missable. I think like if you don't do certain quests. Now, Heiso phrases it sort of like, well, these are not super missable. They're only missable if you don't go through them. But I feel like with that many, like especially if you're trying to streamline or mainline the main story, like they could be missable. Is that not the case? Like, or or like I'm not 100 percent sure. Um. Let me. So, because I feel like possible, people who play Mass Effect, oh, go ahead. All right. Possible minor, like minor spoilers. I will try to be as vague as possible for this. You're never gonna play these games. Um, You're right. Mass You're Effect right. One. <laughs> the way the achievements are is you have to complete the game with certain allies, or I'm sorry, you have to complete most of the game with with certain allies. And you can only have two at a time. And if I remember correctly, there's like seven or eight. So you have to do multiple playthroughs. So knowing that, um, there's no way possible you would be able to get the majority of the achievements on your first playthrough just by playing naturally. Because you're going to have to play and replay and replay. And not just from the like an end or a certain save. you got to start again. And this time play with two new characters and so on and so forth. Um, Mass Effect 2. Um, how do I word this? You. You want you need to do certain quest line quest lines with characters um, for the end game. And. At a certain point, there's like there's like a point of no return, and you and you can save before that, and then make sure everything is done prior to doing that. Now, like let's say if you sat down your very first playthrough, and you didn't look at the achievement list, you'll still be able to go through and get most of the achievements because, like he said, they're for doing quests, completing this quest line, doing this, doing that. It's just a couple of those achievements you will need a walkthrough or to at least have looked at the achievement list prior to completing the game to avoid having to go through and do an entire playthrough, if that makes sense. 
It does. I, I just, I feel like there's a certain type of player that's attracted to Mass yeah. Effect, and they're the kind of player that's going to go through and make sure every quest is complete. And so, because of the way they typically play a game, they won't lock themselves out of an achievement. But I feel like a casual player, or again, somebody who's looking just to mainline the story, probably can do that fairly easy. I'm not sure if that's 100% accurate. And it sounds like from what you're saying, it would take some effort to miss those things, but it it's more possible than not at all. If, well, okay, so you, I'll say this, Michelle, since you've played the first and you've at least started the second, mm-hmm. if you were to just not look at the achievement list and just beeline it for the end and uh, and, and just beat the game, you're going to lock yourself out of a couple of achievements. That's why their list is missable. But okay. now having this knowledge, if you wanted to complete the game, you could take a look at the achievement list and you'll go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I know I'll have an idea-ish of when to save. And you can actually get mm-hmm. all the achievements without a walkthrough. I mean, obviously right. a walkthrough will make it easier because it'll tell you exactly, hey, save it here, then do what you need to do. And I know this is all overanalyzing the question because I think 100%. we we were talking about this a little bit beforehand that like a question, if you don't read it carefully, kind of just reads as what's your favorite achievement list or what achievement list do you like? And I don't think that was quite the intention because if you do miss these missables in Mass Effect, you have to go back and replay the whole game. There's no way to like chapter yes. select or you have to know to place that save or whatever. So just to make sure in tune with the question doesn't quite match because you can lock yourself out to a point where you're looking at a 20 25 hour replay yeah and that's the thing of mass effect one is you absolutely will have to play multiple playthroughs there's no getting around it except for in the remaster right or in the trilogy re-release right because they changed those requirements that i'm not sure i I haven't looked at okay and i haven't played the remaster okay fair um but yeah as far as the game that i would pick and I actually had to really look at my list of games I've played to try to figure this one out and give a good candidate for. But I think the game that does this very, very well is Glass Masquerade. Oh, because it's very much of... Perfect. You're just playing the game. There is no mm-hmm. missables in the game. There's no, hey, go out of your way to do this, go out of your way to do that. It's just beat the game and you get all the achievements. And it's not like, you know, it's a Radalika or something like that where the achievement list is super, super easy and you're going to do it in five minutes. Like, you've got to put a little bit of time into this in order to get it. I mean, TA says it's a uh, four to five hour game, but it's not something you're going to wind up missing achievements in. It's not even something where watching a video is particularly helpful because the pieces are not super easy to recognize. So mm-hmm. you'd waste more time trying to consult back and forth to a video than you would if you just sat and played it naturally. Yeah, I mean, technically, I guess you could use a video guide, but like you said, it's not going to help you that much. Good choice. Um, all right, let's pass it to L. Hello. Were you trying to get me to let you know that um, Katie Echo told me that it is <laughs> 56 different episodes? Because it's not; it's just fifty-six times. But oh. <laughs> he made sure to let he made sure to let me know that it uh, did not include the, uh, if you remember, the sales and sandwiches offshoot content. <laughs> oh, it did mention that. 
I thought for sure it, it, no, it didn't. It didn't count though. No, just the uh, levels, the official levels only. Mm, interesting. Well, that, mm. that ruins and mine. sandwiches. I like sandwiches. Sandwiches. So, um, <laughs> too bad we didn't count at the beginning how many times we said sandwiches just to make so sure we at least stop double sandwiches. I can't stop saying sandwiches. Sorry. Sorry, Casey, okay. you're going to have so... one heck of a time trying to count all these. <laughs> <laughs> so, MVP, I think, gave a troll answer and said Rocket League, <laughs> <laughs> which, of course, is his favorite game. I guess uh, the good thing about Rocket League is you can play naturally and see what you get and then go from there. Mm -hmm. Honestly... I at a point when a lot of us had picked up playing Rocket League again a couple summers ago, I remember having conversations about how I was sort of disappointed in myself for grinding out some of the stuff I could have just gotten in natural play because I was having so much fun playing the game and the achievements had been long gone. It would have been nice to get them on the way. But I do remember there were a couple, not missable, but there were a couple of like difficult to rig ones, especially like mm -hmm. maybe the turtle goal or an aerial goal. I don't remember the list super well. Um, we had to boost some little, of them. Yeah, yeah. Still, nothing too terrible. There were some championship ones, but yes, you you wouldn't miss them, if I recall. And they've gone a long time with an online game without uh, without having any discontinued achievements. Also, as far as mm -hmm. I know, also, so that's a plus. Yeah, it's not a plus. Is the music in that game? Okay, yes. Oh yeah, the music is awful. <laughs> yeah, that is one of the things about the Rocket League list. I mean, there the asterisk to this question is that you can go back and mop up some of the, some of the achievements, and like there's achievements where you gotta use a certain car or win a game with a certain car or a certain top or whatever. Which I mean, if you just take a peek at the list, that's easy enough to get. You don't need like an actual walkthrough walkthrough. But yeah, if you play this game for like. Sure. 30 hours or something like that, you're going to have a good chunk of the achievements without even trying. Uh, Hawkeye Barry said, I think Snake Pass is a great option. Completing the game gets a lot of the achievements, and there are random ones you can get that take no time. Except the time it takes you to figure out which ones they are and how to do them. There are collectibles, but the challenge isn't finding them, it's trying to collect them. Toughest achievement is to beat all levels without dying. You still don't need a guide. All right. Don't know much about Snake Pass, but I've heard of it. I imagine we're trying to stay away from the easy, easy games. I mean, I, at least I was. I mean, there's stuff like Freddy Spaghetti where also you just get an achievement for beating the level. That's a fun one. I imagine the artifacts games count. Uh... You don't really have to look up stuff. Mm, collectibles. Mm. 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 Never mind. <laughs> well, I think it covered. May it's covered by the. It's covered by the question when it says "great game." So, oh, <laughs> immediately eliminate Freddy Spaghetti. <laughs> we don't play those type of games, sir. Sir Philippe. So I don't know what you're talking about. What I have in mind. I don't know. I mean, the obvious answer uh, that Dino Man said is mostly any Telltale game. Mm. Well, yeah. yeah, those are great games. Or at least I think so. Except for the people that just 
butt mash through them and let them sit there and don't pay attention. Uh, you know, like Walking Dead, first one is still just amazing. And outside of Back to the Future and some of the old ones, that you could just... Walking Dead 1 did have that rock, paper, scissor 1, but other than that, generally speaking, yeah, you just get the achievements just for just for playing. The only other one I can think of that had an achievement that was annoying was the Wolf Among Us, because there's the one where you have to collect all the fables, and yeah. sometimes, based on the decision you make, it only unlocks one fable, so you have to go back and replay part of the episode. But if you look at the in-game list of the ones that you've opened you can tell where you missed so even within the game it did a pretty good job indicating it to you but that yeah that's the only other one other than like you said the rock paper scissors and the older one that wasn't just you know keep playing the game and you're going to get it along the way yeah i'm trying to think of a great game now that nate mentioned that caveat (laughs) darn it (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna say like i enjoy like devious dungeon uh, I don't like the special, but those are those are at least meaty long games, not a quick little easy game. Just play. Don't worry about the list. Just get achievements for playing and beating bosses, and and that's it. Also, I, like I think like that too. I think Hawkeye Barry only said Snake Pass so he could inflate the ratio even higher. <laughs> I think I think that's why he mentioned that. Tell us more. Uh, it's a high ratio. That, that's not an easy one. It's a four thousand eight hundred forty-six uh, TA. So, uh, wow, fifteen to twenty mm-hmm. hours, Hawkeye Barry. What a pain yeah. in the past. Yeah, he's being sneaky. He's being sneaky here. All right, I have thirteen friends that have finished it. I bet you it's not so bad. All right. Uh, how about you, Nate? Well, yes, I'm glad to read Chewie's answer. He says, "I found Island Saver a great do everything <laughs> and you'll get everything game." Very enjoyable gameplay loop. Colorful with a U. Cute and fun. <laughs> Nothing obnoxious about the list or anything to stress about. Just complete each area fully and you'll complete it with no stress. And same goes for the DLC. I agree. It's a great game. Uh, I really enjoyed that one. Uh, Legohead says Outer Wilds is a great game to just explore and learn. Not sure if you get all the achievements without some clues. There's an achievement that's technically missable, but there are reasons why that doesn't really apply. Spoilery, though. Uh, really enjoying Grounded at the moment, and that doesn't appear to have messables. Okay, I'll, I'll have to trust you on both of those. Um, I went back and looked at my list uh, of recent col- uh, completes. So games I've completed recently. Mm-hmm. And um, I know we talked about it recently, but Kill It With Fire. Oh. That's a great game that. to just go in and do stuff. And then, you know, every now and then you'll you'll be rewarded for... Uh, random destruction. Uh, and, and that's just really fun. Like, I <laughs> I shot something because I thought it would make a big explosion, and I got an achievement for it. And I was like, well, that's <laughs> that seems right. Um, <laughs> and if I hadn't done that, then, you know, uh, you know, I can go back and get it pretty easily. And I think the common factor there is games with level select. Of course, you're not going to know that before you pick the game up. And that's why I think the question is, hey, suggest some games that I can just go at and not do the research and just know that I can go back and clean up. Um, so yeah, so kill it with fire. Um, I was going to say right on your parade. I'll say time loader. I know it's still a little pricey, uh, but that's a fun game. You just go through and do it. It does have a level select. If you do have to 
rewind and do some things in different times, then yeah, there's a little bit of playthrough you'll have to do. It's not um it's not crazy though. And it is a fun game. I want to say Wind Peaks. Wind Peaks is a uh like um it's a Where's Waldo type game. Uh and it's great for just, you know, chilling out, going and doing it. And there are some random achievements in some of the levels just for doing fun things. So that's that's a fun one to go back and be like, oh cool, I didn't know that. Uh, and then, of course, my favorite of recent times, uh, which no one else, well, some people, no one here on the panel has played it, uh, A Juggler's Tale. A what? A oh, Juggler's that's Tale. A, it's the a former, a former panelist uh, used to play that one. Yeah. So that game is great because you can play it from beginning to end and you can, you know, just have a great old time with it. And then when you're done, you'll see, oh. I couldn't have gotten, you know, I missed a couple of achievements that, you know, and you can look at the achievement title and say, okay, well, where do I think that is? And that can be like a, a game within the game, right? Be like, oh, okay, well, where did I do something that requires a tree? You know, and then, okay, it's obviously this, this foresty type level. So go back there. I'll try to figure it out. Um, so that, that one was really fun. I really enjoyed that game. And I think that would be a good one to suggest, you know, when the price comes down to the point where, you know, everybody wants to play it or everybody that wants to play it can get it for cheap and not have to think about it too much. All right. Yep, that's an eight game. I just from I just looked that up. I don't remember at all the discussion on that. But yeah, that's an eight game. All right. Uh well in that case. Let's continue on into the game showcase. Thank you for that uh topic, Philip Wendell. Appreciate that. Yeah, thanks. Just made Kenny miss what he was talking about, so you included a missable. Thanks. Good job. Hi, Harley. Uh, <laughs> all right, so game showcase. Oh. Nate, why don't, why don't you go first, since you're first sure. on the list. Oh, wait. What was it the joke I was supposed to remember? Damn. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you have your joke loaded, or should I go? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, um. <laughs> All right, let's mute him. We were. God damn it! <laughs> Just mute his mic real quick. Right, so uh, uh, the game I'm going to talk done. about I'm is done. Done. Blue Fire. Now, uh, this is a game I saw. Uh, I want to see when it come out. July 2021. So wow, it's almost been a year. Okay, crazy. So I picked this up shortly after it came out, and. Uh, <laughs> It, it popped up on my RTDL, and since there were no games I wanted to complete for Games with Gold uh, for the last half of the month, I started doing my RTDL. And uh, this one, uh, doing scavenger hunt mode, uh, I have no idea what I need to do. So I said, you know what, I guess I'll just play the whole game. Um, and oh, that was fun. It. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what is Blue Fire? Well, it says it's a platformer on TA. Uh, that is mm, maybe not right. Um, yeah, I'm going to say not right. Uh, it starts, or I thought it was more of a hack and slash kind of, uh, you know, go in and just a lot of combat, a lot of combat and good combat. It is not that. Um, it turns out this game is a uh, Zelda-like, and it's very much a Zelda-like. It, it plays a lot like a, an Ocarina of Time or something like that, but it plays like an indie version of a Zelda game. So it's a little bit loosey-goosey. There's a lot of platforming. Um, it, actually, there are sections in the game 
where you have to do like Mario 64 type levels where you're going through and the object is to get from these floating islands and this, this obstacle course that's just floating in the sky and you have to wall run and jump and jump on these platforms and stay on the platforms while they move and dodge obstacles and collect 30 things along the way. And when you get to the end, you get an extra heart. Um, so one of the ways to make the game easier is to complete all of these levels. There's actually an achievement for doing all of them. I'm not sure how many there are because I haven't completed them all yet. But I'm very close. And that's a great way to get your hearts all the way up. Um, the music is okay. It's not bad. It's not bad music. The combat is um, okay. It's not terrible. Um, there, there is a bad mechanic uh, where you, your character seems to lock on uh, to things. Like I was uh, trying to break barrels in the town because, you know, it's a Zelda-like. So I'm trying to break barrels to get coins. And instead, my... Um, my character decided to lock on to just an NPC. So I'm trying to break a barrel. Instead, I'm just whacking a, an NPC with a sword, and that's no good. Uh, it doesn't do anything, and I can't get my coins. So that's a little bit frustrating. Um, the game uh, does not have a walkthrough on TA, but there is a walkthrough on Steam, and it's based off of the developer's uh, guide. It looks, it looks exactly like a Prima guide, if you remember those from the old days where you look at the Prima Guide and like you have a screenshot and it would have some like hand-drawn art from the game off to the side. Uh, mm-hmm. And we talk about like little things you pick up. Really cool. Um, so the Steam Guide, hopefully <laughs> there are, there's no copyright law being broken uh, by doing that. Um, but the guide is very good. And the way I approached the game was, I'm just going to go play. And that was very confusing. The first, uh, the first couple levels, um, you're not, you know, not knowing what the game was, not knowing it was a Zelda-like, I had to figure all this stuff out. And um, I actually, I think in like the second major zone of the game, I walked in and it is a nature temple. And I was like, oh. And then I got to a room and it said, raise, or it said, uh, you know, lower water level. And I was like, oh, crap. It's like, this is a Zelda game and this is the water temple. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) As it turns out, you only ever lower the water level. You don't have to add that extra. Okay, well, now I lower it and I go down two levels and then I raise it. And I no, there's none of that. You basically flip these four switches and you're done with water level. Uh, But at that point, I was like, this is really a Zelda like. Um, And I think that third area that I got to, um, that's when everything started to click. You know, I started to understand where things were. I started to understand how the game was working. <clears throat> but I would recommend that anyone that's interested in this game, um, that they follow the guide for at least the first two or three levels. Because it will really set up the game. It will tell you everything about the systems, which I kind of had to figure out. I am like 95% of the way through the game. And I would say at 90%, I discovered there was a projectile attack. Now... <laughs> I missed that in like the third area. Um, there was, there was a, the third area you, number one, you get the ability to fire a projectile, which I didn't have for 90% of the game. And you also get the ability to add more skills to your character, which I didn't know you could do it. At the, when the game starts, you have two skill slots. You pick up these uh, souls. You can then use the souls kind of like, um, uh, um, not void night. Darn it. Um, it's the night game, the Metroidvania. Hollow Knight? Hollow Knight, thank you. So so like in Hollow Knight where you can uh, basically slot these skills into these these slots, you can do that in this game too. 
Um, but you can also build slots. Well, I didn't know that. So 90% of the way through the game, I still yeah. have the, the two starting slots, and I've just been using the ability to run fast and the ability to get health back by, by hitting people. Uh, but then come to find out, oh, no. And so now I have like eight or ten slots. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, it's the end of the game. I'm super OP right now, but, uh, but okay. Um, so I would say that you're going to get more enjoyment out of this game if you want to play this by following that guide. It's really going to walk you through it's going to show you those skills. It's going to it's going to teach you about the game because the game does not do a good job of doing that. Uh, another huge problem with this game is that there's no map, and that is huge. Ooh. Like, yeah, imagine playing a Zelda game with no map and then trying I to figure out we- if you yeah trying to think out, trying to figure out if you've gotten everything out of every dungeon or out of this level. And that's probably why I missed um, those skills because there was no map where I could see I hadn't been in that room, and therefore I would go back and get that before moving on to the next area. Um, so it sounds like I'm negative on this game. I think it's an okay game, but I think that it could be made better with a map, and I think that you would do yourself a service by following the guide, like I said, at least for like the first three or four levels, or three or four areas, <clears throat> to get your base. And then from there, you can go off and do a lot of exploring, do a lot of figuring out on your own, and then go back to the guide if you need it. Um, but you probably won't. Uh, at least until the very end. Uh, but yeah, so this looks I'm like kind a of decent in, game if it were it, to go it, onto a sale. It yeah, on a sale, this would be a good game. Um, I really wish the developer had put a little more time into it, put that map into it. Maybe the reason they didn't do that is because some of the levels are really vertical, um, and that's you know how do you explain that in a map, and how do you you know it's kind of hard to do that. So I, I can see why they were challenged um, to do that. But the game would really be helped with a map and some better explanations of what's going on. But if you want, if you, you know, I know there was some discussion previously on the Discord about, okay, what's a, what's a good Zelda like? You know, if I want to play Zelda and I'm going to get achievements, what game can I play? This game definitely fits that category. And it's not a bad time uh, as long as you have a little help at the beginning. How are the controls in this? I'm watching a couple of clips. Mm-hmm. And the platforming looks like it could be super difficult, but at the same time rewarding when you actually do the challenges. Yeah, the challenges actually aren't that bad um, for the majority of them. There, there's a couple that are complicated uh, towards the end. They're the higher difficulty ones. And those, um, I only went in with two skills. <laughs> so I didn't have like, you know, the ability to uh, run longer on walls, to to dash farther, to to jump higher. Uh, these things would have made those easier. Um, and I, so I, I can tell you at the very end when I'm completely done, because I, I do have to do that to get all, you know, the last achievement is to, to complete all of those levels. Um, but yeah, the platforming is not that bad. Um, it does feel like an indie game. So the platforming is a little loosey goosey at first, but you get used to it. You get used to it, though. Some games that, that are loosey goosey, you just never get used to the platforming. This I got used to the platforming and I was doing great with it. Wall running is always fun. Like <laughs> it's always wrong. fun. I mean, Titanfall nailed it, but um, mm-hmm. but this game does an okay job with with the wall running. Yeah, just obviously, you can only communicate so much from a video when it comes to the controls. But looking mm-hmm. at it, it doesn't look terrible. It looks like it, it it's decent. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought, like I said, I thought it was a hack and slash. You know, a lot more fighting. 
there's really, you know, it's not about the combat. It's about all these little quests that you're doing, these little side quests and getting to the next area. It really feels like a Zelda game. Uh, if you stripped, if you took a Zelda game and you took Link out and you put this little blue guy in, uh, you would have the game. <laughs> well, it's got a 3.92 yeah. rating on TA, so probably something nice. decent there. Yeah, I, I hope I'm not coming across as too negative on this game. I, I think it is a good Zelda-like, but I would say you're going to have a better experience, like I said, following that guide, at least initially. Okay. Yeah, and the, and the achievements, um, they're mostly progression. You're going to get them for completing the major quests. Um, I can't think of anything that's like situational, like, oh, you could do this, but do it this way, you know, do it backwards or, you know, upside down. There's none of that. Um, it's it's all, you know, it's, once again, it's a pretty good game where you could go through and just get all the achievements uh, without really knowing what you're doing. So. So it would have been a good candidate for this week's topic. Could have been if I had completed it. Sure. <laughs> and that is blue fire. All right. Wow. You got something, Mel? I know. I'm just enjoying watching the gameplay. <laughs> it is fun to watch. It, it it's it's fire. Yeah. It's it's fun to watch. There's a double jump. There is a double jump, but there is no confusing. <laughs> not a Vayner. <laughs> a lot of people say Zelda games are Vayners, so you know well, that that could be another two-hour talk. So never mind. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, I'm going to go next in a game showcase. And the game I'm going to talk about is yet another Game Pass game. And Yay. if for no other reason, I wanted to play this just so I could figure out how to pronounce this game because it has a very <sighs> weird spelling. And I know we got it wrong a lot of times. The game is The Dungeon of Nahalbeck, The Amulet of Chaos, Chicken Edition. I forget. I what, mean, that's oh. how you pronounce chicken. Well done. Oh, I was going to make the joke <laughs> about chaos. <laughs> I would not have come up with Nahalbeck. So is yeah. it said in the course of the game? That's how you that's how pick I that know. up? Okay. Yeah. I know this was one that we had to read off a couple of times. I had absolutely no idea how to pronounce it. But yeah, Nahalbeck. Okay. So this game is a strategy turn-based RPG. Uh, once again, another XCOM-ish like game. And this game is set kind of, so the storytelling is kind of like in the vein of a D&D game. So I know, Michelle, you play, so you might enjoy some of the humor that goes into this. And L, I know you, I know your, I know your humor. You would actually enjoy the story about this as well oh yeah it's it's funny it's it's very dumb humor there's some dry humor to it but it's funny and it being told almost through like a DD campaign it works it, it's really uh interesting i dabbled a little bit in D, so i get some of the jokes and then there are other times it's like yeah i don't get that like the characters in that are you know the ranger the priestess the mm -hmm. wizard the elf, the ogre, like that's just your character's names. You can't rename them. That's just their title. And you're a group of adventurers that are out for gold and riches and adventure. And you come across the dungeon of Nahalbeck. And it, 
like I said, plays through very much as in a D&D campaign where as you're going through the dungeon, there's different, there's a tavern that you go to, there's shops that you go to, and uh, you can meet other different classes or not classes, characters. See, kind of confusing. Um, But yeah, I think one of the nice things about this game is it's more on that intermediate level difficulty when it comes to like the strategy turn-based stuff like this if i would say so like uh, a game like gears tactics unless you have experience with these types of games i don't think i'd recommend this one for i don't think i'd recommend that for you as being your first one whereas this one if you have a little bit of experience in it I think you could play this and actually get some enjoyment out of it. Um, there's enough depth there in the skills and counters and stuff like that that anyone who's a fan of these types of games, you're going to enjoy this. But there's not too much and it doesn't get too deep. So someone who, yeah, this isn't really your type of game, you you can have fun with this and you can enjoy it. Um, the other nice part about this is if this is the kind of thing that you would want to try, you can play for about an hour or so before you unlock an achievement. Like the very first achievement you're going to get is to complete chapter one. And you're really not, there's like no, um, miscellaneous achievement that you're going to unlock before that. So this is a good game to you, you dabble at before you put it on your tag. Um, it does look, uh, looking at the list on TA, it does look like there's one achievement that's been tracked by more people than the finished chapter one achievement. It's secret, and it involves, uh, I don't want to spoil stuff, but there is an achievement that you can potentially get before finishing the first chapter. I don't know how accidentally you can get that anyway, but it is more tracked. So just as a thing to keep in mind, if you are looking to start this game and you're a little worried, you may want to just take a peek at that secret achievement with a low ratio. Are you talking Even about the lowest? Yeah. So that's actually kind of annoying of how many people have unlocked that in that ratio because I've been trying to get that. And it's, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it's a little bit more of a luck-based one. So I guess, yeah, if you're... All right, since you actually have experience with it, you, you can speak more on it. I was just looking straight at the, the numbers. Yeah, it's mm. a little bit more luck-based. Um it's not by it by no means is it story based. I'll just say it. It's the hurt too of your party members with the elves attacks. So every single character has some sort of a special attack that they can do, and the elf is a ranger, so she can she obviously her main weapon is a bow, and one of her special attacks is a ricochet arrow. And as the name implies, it can ricochet off of different people and hit multiple. Uh, people, but at the same time, it could also hurt your own party members. And I've purposely been trying to hit and trying to get this one because it seems like it'd be relatively easy, and I haven't had much luck in it. I've tried it a f- or a few times, and I've had the unfortunate luck of only hitting enemies when instead of hurting my own team. Okay. The other kind. Well, of I want to spoil some stuff. Uh, okay, go for it. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just looking at a screenshot, and you're right. This humor is pretty funny. <laughs> it's so very it's just much a, up your alley. It's just an item list. 
And <laughs> there's the awful shield of the beggar, the limp great hammer, <laughs> the worm-eaten apprentice stick, and Snorfindel's lame-ass bow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and that's actually something that reminds me. When you look at the game, it kind of looks hilarious. childish. Like, it looks like something, oh, it's fun for the whole family. There's a lot of F-bombs. Like, a lot of them. I was mm. not expected playing playing through it. I'm like, oh, okay. It just looks like a kid's game, but this is kind of adultish. And I find it funny on TA that the top review, the little you know, one-sentence pull they have from that, the person who reviewed it is King Link 2. And the sentence that was pulled from it is, I covered the game as part of my coverage of the Xbox Game Pass for April 2022. A strategy RPG with humor. Ugh, that humor. So, yeah, I guess it's kind of hit or miss, depending on uh, your particular sense of humor, whether or not you enjoy it. And it seems like you sold L on the game more than uh, probably the rest of us based on that. Plastic staff of mess. <laughs> <laughs> so I can, Dreadful shield. <laughs> I can un- kind of understand like that it. reviewer. Um, too much. <laughs> it does try. It does get to the point where they're trying. If it feels like they're trying a little bit too hard, um, you have six or seven characters in your party at all times, and this game is more story based rather than just random encounters. It seems like, well, I guess kind of like a D and D campaign. You have a set campaign. Here's where the battles are going to be. And everything in between it is story. It's not bad. Like the story's, it's not it's not a top tier story, but it's not bad so far. But it's at the same time, like in those talking moments, like everyone talks. So it kind of gets to the point of a, where you feel like you want to just hit the skip button because everyone just keeps talking, everyone just keeps adding in and adding in. I guess once again, like a D and D campaign where everyone wants to talk and add to the story. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't particularly love this genre. Like growing up, I played all the Final Fantasies and, and the JRPGs, where a lot of people who were into the strategy RPGs played Shining Force. I just never got into those those type of games. This looks hard. Um, it's like there's a lot going on from what I'm looking at. There can be a decent amount going on. That's why I put this in more of the intermediate instead of like a beginner uh, class mm-hmm. of, of how difficult the game is. Um, like I said, you can put it onto a, what's the word for it? Like a storybook mode difficulty. They have different difficulties. And let me see. I'm trying, uh, I'm trying to see what the achievement is. Okay. So like they have to complete the game in riveting tale mode, which is, you know, just a story mode where you just want to go through and, all the enemies die in like two or three hits, so it's relatively easy to beat. Like I'm having almost no problems playing through it. So if this is for someone like you, Al, who I honestly think you would enjoy the game just for the dialogue. Maybe, maybe. You may be able to tough it out through the, through all right, of the fighting dying, and the mechanics and whatnot. If you keep dying and keep seeing that same dialogue over and over, I could see why why that can get annoying. Honestly, if you were to put this on easy, I don't think you could die. Because it, it really is that easy. They definitely had... I would assume, anyway, that they mm-hmm. want people to be able to play the campaign and join right. the story. So they made uh, a storybook mode. 
setting. That ratio would imply otherwise. So the ratio, um, well, the game has 35 achievements, 1,180 gamer score, and 8,330 TA. Yeah. Uh, two things right off the bat. One, it's a game, five completions. game passing uh, but inflation. Only- only five completions, though. That's that's uh, that's the worry. Yeah, there's also um, it'll be uh, hard. There are is an achievement for like complete the game in legendary difficulty. There's a couple of achievements for beating the game with certain characters, and each of those characters you have to select them, and then once you select one. You're now locked out of the other two, so you're gonna. It's gonna require multiple playthroughs in order to do. There's an achievement for like beating a game without having any of your characters knocked out. That's quite difficult. Like even though I'm on the easy okay. setting, I've had a couple <laughs> of characters knocked out. I haven't lost a battle, but they've lost all their HP. So like, it's not easy. It's not an easy completion by any means. Mm-hmm. And that would explain the ratio, like I said, between that and the Game Pass inflation. But yeah, that's uh, the Dungeon of Nahalbeck. I recommend it if anybody likes these types of games. Uh, up next, I guess we'll go to Michelle. What game you want to talk about? Okay, so I... And I, I could talk more about Aiden Chronicles because I have put more time into it, but I don't really have too much more to add than what I was playing last or what I had said last week. Still enjoying the game. It is still very side quest heavy. Um, I think I'm pretty close to finishing it. And it might have been a good candidate for the question we had earlier and that there's really, at least to this point, nothing that I've seen that's missable. Um, so anyway, that's been ongoing. But what I did get to play this week that I'd like to spend a little more time on is 12 minutes. And I know that this has been discussed before. Uh, Kush, I believe you discussed on the podcast, or maybe Corey did and you chimed in. I don't yeah, it was recall me. 100%. It was you. Okay. Thought so. I thought so. Um, so for those of you who don't know, just in case, 12 minutes is a sort of Groundhog Day type game. You're reliving a certain stretch of time, as told to you by the title, 12 minutes. And I had this game on random to-do list and Al and I sat down and we're like, all right, let's just try it. Let's just play the game. And I do not want to give any story beats for good reasons. Like I, you don't, you need to experience it on your own. So we started 12 minutes, just trying to figure out naturally. You're the presented a situation where you're in an apartment. You you're the main character is, is a guy. He's coming home to his wife after most likely a day at work and then stuff happens. And you're really told nothing. There's a mug. There's some dessert. There's a bedroom with a light that flickers. And you interact in these environments. And after time elapses, the story plays out a certain way. And then the day repeats. And the whole crux of the game is trying to figure out how to get to the sort of right ending for this day. I Look, we've all played a lot of games. I this this was the first time in a very long time that there was a moment in the game when a reveal hit me and it was like oh no and that was awesome like gameplay wise it's a point and click 
You're not talking about like twitch reflexes or anything like that. But having that sort of aha moment when you see something and it actually really strikes you, like I, I love like for that alone, yeah. twelve minutes ascended to a certain level for me. You had played it too, Kenny? No, I haven't played it. Honestly, okay. I kind of forgot this game existed. But yeah, I, I know <laughs> uh, what you're talking you were about. looking forward to it. <laughs> I was looking forward to it. It was one of the few point and clicks. I'm like, oh, I actually kind of want to tr- try this because of the time mechanic. But yeah, I completely mm-hmm. forgot this thing even existed. Uh, Kush, did you have the same? Because I know sometimes when there's moments like these in games, there's there's always there are always people out there like uh, it was pretty obvious if you just paid attention to the etc. You know, just for recalling what you had said at the time, did you have sort of a similar takeaway? I, I seem to remember maybe you were a little cooler on it, but I'm not 100% sure because it was some time ago. Um, well, it, I guess it depends on which one you're talking about. There were some cool things that happened. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, oh, I didn't know that. And, you know, whoa. But then, like, kind of the main thing, um, I kind of <laughs> saw coming. I, I don't want to go in. Obviously, I can't go into it if, if we don't want to spoil things, but like kind of like the big thing, I was kind of like, yeah, I saw that one coming, but um, it did, not right away, obviously. It took took a little bit of time, and I was like, oh, I, I betcha, and sure enough, yeah, <laughs> it think, did. It was. I think in my head, it was more that, like, I wonder if they wouldn't go in that direction, would they? And then when there was the moment where it's like, oh, they did. Oh, they did. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I. I don't I think it's the kind of thing that it worked well and if another developer tried to do something similar it would just feel like another 12 minutes it wouldn't feel like you know cuz cuz it's one of those things where you can only go to that well once and not that it can't be written well but it's sort of the telltale games problem where the first the first walking dead was just so exceptionally well written and the characters were presented in such a way that we cared about them so much and all that even though following games were good they never quite hit that same level i feel like it might be similar if someone were to try something of this nature but you know something to just pop on on game pass and try out and even like if you have non-gamers in your household who just you know they don't they don't like to play like as a game to have someone else like sit and watch with you and go oh you know i wonder can we can we take that can we walk into the closet? Is there anything in there? And, and, Oh, I found I could pick up, I could turn on the radio. Does that affect anything? Like, I think it's just, it's a cool experience. Uh, I don't know if you mm. kind of echo that L or if you had some other takeaways since, you know, you went through the whole thing with me. Yeah. I mean, it was very minimalistic in a way. There's not many mm. rooms to go into. Most of it's told dialogue. Now, the pointing and clink- clicking is kind of incidental. Like, it's just, I don't know. I will say yeah. that, uh, <laughs> um, you know, we, we went through, like like you said, uh, without a guide in the beginning. And then after a while, we're like, uh, I don't know what to do. And I will say that a lot of the stuff you have to do, we both agreed, I think, that stuff that we probably wouldn't have thought to do. Yeah, I it's think interesting. I I was thinking about that actually today when I was kind of thinking ahead for recording tonight. And some of that is just nature of knowing you can go online and look at a walkthrough real easily. 
think kind of mm. stops some of your critical thinking about these things because mm-hmm. we've all played point and clicks where you sit there and go, now, why would you do that? Like, how would you even think to do this in, mm-hmm. in, in this way? And I do feel like the more that I, I think through the events, I'm like, okay, you know what? If, if I was putting on my thinking cap because I had to think critically about the environment, because it is pretty limited I probably would have come up with it at some point but because I knew I could always reach into the internet and just find the answer to speed things along. I don't really think I gave it that chance. And I just think that's the nature of how we play games now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't think that any well, sure. of the, the puzzly bits were so difficult to figure out that it, like I, I couldn't reason out how someone would ever get there without using a guide. So I want to say death dealers played most of the game without one. And, and figured out Go a good her. chunk of the achievements. Now, insofar as the achievements for 12 minutes, the, there are achievements related to... The game is presented in a series of loops. So there are achievements for getting through certain loops that you have to get through. There are also achievements related to the paintings you see around uh, the apartment. So the only thing I'll say about specifics is just make sure if you're playing the game, if you're going in blind, make sure you just click on the different paintings you see around the apartment because you do need to view them in in different times in order to get one yeah. of the achievements and that's probably something i would not have done naturally. i thought those didn't really add anything honestly to the game and no like three of the 12 achievements oh 12 achievements 12 minutes huh? uh three three of, the, three of three of the 12 three achievements were, were tied to that so there wasn't there weren't many achievements put in for exploring different things a couple of the endings do just a couple of minor little things to change. So you probably will need a guide at some point, honestly. Mm-hmm. But the true achievements puts the game yeah. at two to three hours. My final hour counter was three hours and 30 minutes. Um, and I want to say we probably spent the first hour not really playing with the guide. By playing naturally, it's going to take you four or five hours, but it really depends on how quickly you figure out these different elements to trigger the, the loops. But it's, it's worth those three hours. I think I, I enjoyed it a lot. So yeah, 12 minutes is great. Downloaded on game pass. Um, it's yeah. It's got, uh, yeah. Um, three top tier movie stars as, as voice actors. Um, oh yeah, Daisy Ridley that. from Star. Yeah, Daisy Ridley from uh, the new Star Wars movies, and Willem Dafoe, Mister mm-hmm. Goblin of Green Goblin, and uh, James McAvoy, who's uh, you know Scottish. Oh, I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know him from very much outside of being a uh, Professor X and uh, X Men movies. Right. It's also the per- the performances of the actors and actresses are very good, mm-hmm. um, and of course with everything it's subjective like there may be elements about the story you don't like and if you don't you're not going to like the game because that that's really what it comes down to is the the drama that's unfolding as you play through it is dark i guess yeah. mm-hmm. nothing nothing too scary or traumatizing i don't think but well it is about a murder who knows so it's going to be a little dark quiet <laughs> But yeah, that was 12 minutes. Uh, definitely, if you've played it before, I'm curious to hear if other people kind of... I, Nate, I totally get where you're coming from with that. Because again, like the reveal still got me. 
but there were definitely moments where I was like, oh, it could be going that direction. I'm curious if if it was oh, super true. obvious to people or if uh, if if other people were caught somewhat off guard. Well, I also found that while playing, especially early on, <clears throat> my mind was kind of like going off in these branching directions. Like, okay, well, I could try this or I could try that or I could, you know, what if I do this or what if I, you know with the cups or what if I go over here and I, you know, what if I try to stop this guy with this thing uh, or this way or go hide or disappear, like just flee the scene. So I was just like, Oh man, there's so many different things I could try. Uh, and so I thought that part was really fun and just figuring that out. And, you know, I thought it was a really fun game and you're right. If they did this again, like it kind of loses some of the magic. I thought it was cool how even little distinctions like that were accounted for. So to what you're saying about like the mugs, uh, it's not a spoiler. There are two cups and you can fill them with water or not fill them with water. And if you take like one cup and set it on the table, uh, your wife will be like, oh, thank you for helping set the table. But if you put everything on the table, she'll say, oh, you set the entire table. What a surprise. <laughs> like so even the fact that they mm-hmm. wrote it in such a way to mm-hmm. account for the fact that you may do part of something or none of something or all of something like they really were thinking through as they developed this one scene because they spent a lot of time developing this twelve-minute stretch of time. Like they, they really thought it through. And there's not a whole lot that you do where it's like, oh, that that really does nothing or it changes nothing. It won't change something significant, but it will get acknowledged. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twelve minutes was pretty good. All right, uh... check it out there, Kenny. Yeah, I'll have to do that. Um, in that case, let's get into our sales portion. Oh, I was going to talk about something real quick. Oh, okay, go for it. You didn't have it. Listed. I don't really. Ha- I don't. Oh, I told you before the show. I don't really have a game to talk about, but there's an achievement I did yesterday that I wanted to talk about real quick. Um, in a little known game called La Noir. Never heard of it. <laughs> I know. So, you know there's a remaster? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> that's me killing a horse. I think that's more of a Discord horse than on the podcast horse. That's, that's digging up a horse to then beat it. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't the joke saying that it, can, it needs a remaster? Oh, I don't remember. So there's an achievement. Uh, one of the missions for tailing someone without getting spotted. And it's one of those achievements that sounds easy, but it's really not. It's actually got a healthy two ratio. Um, and it showed up on my RTDL. So I finally took a stab at it because I know I've done it before or I've attempted it and failed miserably. <laughs> so the, the thing that sucks about this achievement is if you fail you have to quit out, go back to main menu, and then you start back at the last uh, interrogation scene. So you have to do the interrogation over and over again if you fail. Now, fortunately, I did it on my fourth try. So, are you laughing? (laughs) Yeah, the whole tailing part is about six minutes. And once you know what to do, it's not so bad. There is a video on the top solution. But even following the video, you're still the timing. You have to get perfect. But I just wanted to mention it because it's one of those achievements that once you get, it's like a fist pumping moment. And and 
it's rare sometimes to get those type of achievements. Mm-hmm. I remember. That just feels it just feels nice. Oh, do you remember that one? Vaguely, I remember it just being aggravating, yeah. but I don't remember how easily I got it or anything. Yeah, once you do it, it's not so bad. And if there is a remaster of this game ever, I will be happy to do it again. <laughs> as long as they don't come out with a, uh, you know, Japanese version or anything like that. I like forgot what else it came out. Very good. I like that game a lot. It makes me happy. Just the way they talk and just the setting. The world is fantastic. It's so good. Yeah. Like that, everyone wears hats. <laughs> I have to go back in time and see if just everyone wore hats. Men and the women, just just hats everywhere. So yeah, anyone get that achievement? The moose, it's called. Oh, that's right, <laughs> I got that achievement <laughs> in uh, in the RTDL room. <laughs> it said something like Big L got the moose, <laughs> and then someone said Kush is not going to like this. <laughs> Kush's <laughs> silence is speaking volumes right now. Very. Well, I, I'm trying to figure out why. I'm I replied to why it's called that. What did you say, Kush? So I replied with a gif. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we can't show that here. No, that would be very difficult to no. show on an audio podcast. <laughs> it's an office gif. It's Michael Scott saying, "Yeah." Don't like that. <laughs> um. Yeah, I can't believe that game is uh, eleven years old, something like that. <laughs> I think more than that, maybe. It's pretty old. Two thousand eleven, I think. All That's right. when I started it. Yeah, two thousand eleven. My goodness. Need to get five stars in all the cases now, then I think I'll be done with the main game. Still never did the DLC. It's good. I know the DLC was then incorporated into the uh the Xbox One version. So that'd be that'd be cool to go through again. All right. Uh is that the only achievement? Yeah. Okay. Bring on the sales. All right, bring on the sales. Uh, let's just go in order here. So, Michelle, you're up first. Okay, I am going to talk about two puzzle games on opposite sides of the difficulty spectrum. Okay. First up, I want to just highlight long ago a puzzle tale. This is $4 down from 10 It's a two to four hour game with a walkthrough. And it appears to be one of those types of puzzles, puzzle games in the vein of um, like Slay Away Camp, I think it is, and um, like Fearful Symmetry, where it's up, down, left, right, maybe you have to wait for a second. So TA has a walkthrough, and it seems to, just in my brief glancing at the walkthrough, that you don't even need to necessarily play all the levels. You can just skip to certain levels for story beats. So this one's quite easy if you want to follow a guide. might be worth trying it on your own. It has 2,000 gamer score right now, so it's, um, I imagine, had an update to it. But uh, yeah, $4, easy gamer score, walk through if you want to do it, check out long ago, a puzzle tale. And then on the other side, if Mr. Driller Drill Land, this is $14.99 down from the normal price of 30 
And I mostly just highlighted this because Mr. Driller games are quite hard, and I didn't realize there was another Mr. Driller game on the Xbox platform, even though this came out a year ago-ish. Um, it is... Okay, it came out in November. It is important to note that no one has completed the game yet, but it does not have a lot of trackers, and it does not have an unobtainable flag. So there are two achievements that have not been earned by anybody. One is for drilling a certain length in a certain game mode, which, again, given Mr. Driller Games, could be very, very difficult. And the other one's for earning all the achievements. So we can't know if that achievement is busted because nobody's earned the other achievement you need to get there. If you haven't played Mr. Driller, it's just you... You have all these different colored blocks. You play this guy with the little drill, and as you drill down, you use energy, and you have to get items to make sure that you can continue to drill, and the idea is to drill down as far as you can while blocks are also falling from on top of you. So, yeah, I, I'm actually very curious about this. I think $14.99 might still be a little high, but I think that's as low as it's been so far. So, you know, it's... It might be worth checking out if you want to balance out your super easy puzzler in Long Ago, A Puzzle Tale. Okay. Uh, L, what game would you like to recommend? Hi. Well, in the same vein as Bush most talking about, you know, he talked about Mario 64 before. He talked about Zelda on 64. I'm going to go back even further to the Super Nintendo uh, with the little blue man called Mega Man. Now, thanks to Corey, I've been listening to this uh, retro podcast and he beams about Mega Man X. So I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I haven't played that in forever. <laughs> Those games I know are available on the Xbox with achievements. So the Mega Man X games, uh, there's eight of them that you can get on two different legacy collections. Um, they're on sale together as a bundle for 20 bucks. So 20 bucks for eight games. So I'm pretty sure I'm familiar with the first four or five. Once they came to PlayStation 2, I didn't play those ones. But those I'd be curious to check those out. Oh, yeah, you played those? No, I'm just kidding. Come on, dude. You played PlayStation 2. I, I only played the good games. Like what? Jack and Daxter. Oh, Cooper. I'm shocked, you know. Wow. See, Ratchet and Clank. Clank. <laughs> yeah. I was getting there. I can't believe Mega Man X came out in 1993. Mega Man Ridiculous. X has a fantastic soundtrack. Oh, and so good. not going to lie, as it turns out, I w I've been listening to the same podcast, and I was up to the Mega Man 2 episode and I heard that little bit of the Mega Man 2 opening theme, and I wound up listening to Mega Man music on my whole walk home, including the entire Mega Man X soundtrack. So amazing nice. music. It's oh, so good. So, so good. Back in those days, such an important thing. Mm -hmm. I know none of this. You anyway. Don't know, you don't. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. Oh, you don't know oh. the Mega Man 2 uh, theme song? You, no. don't, you don't know that? You've got to listen I, to that. Maybe not right now. You listen to that. I have played Edited into the show. Mega Man like forever ago. I couldn't even tell you what console it was on. I couldn't tell you which one it was. It might have been on some collection. I have no idea. But it's so vague that it I might as well have never played a Mega Man. Okay. You need to listen to the Mega Man 2 theme song. The intro. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I will send you a link later. It's good. It's a different game. So good. So anyway. before we go on to Kushmus, Katie Echo has told me how many tabs Kush has opened. <laughs> No. Total. No, yep. way. No, no way. No way. <laughs> how many tabs or how many times we how many tabs? how many he has opened this many tabs worth of recommendations. So how many games has he recommended? Yo. And, um. and keep in mind Nate didn't come aboard until level nineteen. I'm not even hazarding a guess. This, Wait, is, how many, I, I, this is how many times I've said I'm opening the tab and recommending or just a total yes, number of we'll recommended go with that. games. We'll go with that. Is it a total, total number of recommended games? games? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, jeez. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go again with my same guess of 169. It's got to be three or okay. four per ep. <laughs> it's three or four mm. per episode. Yeah, I was um, thinking a number like... 500 is probably more when did we start doing sales i don't even have a guess on when we started recommendations right away baby was it right away i don't even recall that it's been so long yeah it's gotta be over 300 it has to be i'm sure i'm under all right late on us all right the answer is somewhere in between you guys 396. <laughs> oh my goodness. That sounds about right. Oh my God. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't count repeats. And, uh, you don't repeat a whole lot, though. Probably like 394. Okay. <laughs> you don't do a lot of repeats. You, that's so many games. <laughs> okay, now who has bought all of them? That's the question. Uh, no other than you. Uh, you. Oh my God. Uh, Chesno. That's insane. But um, I will say that I see do see a lot of people in Discord saying like I, I heard about this game and I enjoyed it. So your sales recommendations do help out the community for sure. Oh, 100 percent. Community, Microsoft bottom line, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess speaking of that, uh, Nate, what do you want to recommend? Oh, you didn't keep quick... track of when <laughs> you started saying. We got a tab open? Yeah. Oh, the other thing that you say when it's your turn. Oh, on a Tuesday? Oh, damn it. Oh, thanks for asking. asking. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Speaking of which, uh, we're going to go with four today, which is one of the reasons I said it's got to be three or four on average. Uh, Let's start off with Sweet Witches. This is $4 down from 10. It's listed as a platformer. It's one unobtainable but that's possibly going to be fixed. I think there was discussion about it uh, two months back out on the Achievement Fixer Discord. Yes, Achievement Fixers Discord. It was a couple months ago, so who knows? But they it seemed like they were talking, Vudix was talking with um, the person who was responsible for making the change. So hopefully that, that comes about. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, next up, Chroma Squad. This is $3.74 down from $15. i am sure I've recommended this before. This is role-playing strategy uh, and turn-based. <laughs> this is Power Rangers, the RPG. So, Kenny, why do you not own this? Because um, <laughs> I kind of forgot that this existed. I do remember you talking about this, and I think Corey as well, I would Yeah, imagine. Corey may have mentioned it, too. I don't know. Or maybe he mentioned it, and I didn't. I don't know. This yeah. seems like a game that if you were going to play an RPG, 
why wouldn't you play Power Rangers, the RPG? Oh, yeah. Renamed Chroma Squad. So. Literally just strategy, turn-based role-playing. Like, yeah, that's all the check marks for me, Power Rangers. That yeah, so go go through the couch me. tonight. Go through the couch cushions tonight after the show, <laughs> and it's 374. I think you can handle it. Uh, Project <laughs> Warlock. Project Warlock, $6 down from 15 This is a first-person shooter. 12 to 15 hours. And uh, the quote from the TA Chosen review uh, that we're going to highlight here is love letter to old FPS games like Doom, Hexen, Shadow Warrior. Uh, And this often features (laughs) (laughs) this often features a metal-esque soundtrack. So now um, he can ask. Now he can say. Now he can say. (laughs) Now he can say that this game is like (laughs) Yeah, it's like Doom. It's not like Doom. <laughs> right. Yes. Metal-esque <laughs> soundtrack. Okay. Now, the graphics definitely <laughs> harken back to those old-school FPS. I don't even know if you can look up and down. Like, that. that's how old-school oh, wow. this looks. So, there may not be a jump. Hey. I don't know. I don't know. But the people who like oh. first-person shooters wow. and, you know, the old-school ones maybe want to check this out. Look into it. I don't know. Tell me if there's a jump button. Tell me if you can look up and down. <laughs> That'd be fantastic oh, to yeah, know. This is Doom. <laughs> and last up, Eldest Souls. This is $10 down from 20 It's an action title. Uh, this one looks like a lot of fun to me. I own it. I will play it one day. Um, <laughs> it's a, <laughs> the action style looks like a combination of Children of Morta and Hyperlight Drifter. Uh, two games that I really enjoy. Uh, looks like it's got challenging and rewarding combat uh, that has to deal with dodges and knowing pa- attack patterns and things like that. Uh, so if that is kind of your jam, uh, check out Eldest Souls. Uh, like I said, 10 down from 20. Maybe you want to wait a little bit longer, but uh, it seems like a decent price to, uh, you know, if you're a fan. So um, I do enjoy that you had 396 and you happened to choose four on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. 400 through 200. That's Milestone. Awesome. <laughs> it's fantastic. That's fantastic. Nice. All right. Well, going into some Game Pass news available now to, to play is Floppy Nights on cloud console and PC, uh, Hard Space Shipbreaker on the PC, and Sniper Sniper Elite Five on the console and PC. Coming out uh, tomorrow, if you're listening to this day one, uh, Cricket Twenty Two on the PC. Pac-Man Museum Plus on cloud console and PC. And I thought there was another game, but apparently there's not. Page breaks. Uh, there is a decent amount of games that are leaving Game Pass on May 31st, so either complete these or buy them while they're on discount. We got EA Sports NHL 20, Farming Simulator 19, Knockout City, but that's going free to play, so no worries there. Uh, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, Spellforce 3 Soul Harvest, Super Hot Mind Control Delete, and Yes, Your Grace. Those games will be leaving Game Pass, so like I said, pick them up if you want them. Just a fun fact. I thought it'd be, uh, I saw today on Twitter that uh, Patrick Macca uh, said that Sniper Elite <laughs> 5 will have about 150 collectibles. So. Uh, yeah, you're going to be searching for bottles to shoot. I'm sure uh, they love that oh. little mini game. 
I was just sitting there thinking, like, what collectibles are you going to want in a sniper game? But if you're just shooting a bottle, okay, that makes sense. I guess. Um, all right. Well, in that case, let's get into milestones. Uh, Michelle, you're up first. All right. We have a small collection of folks with completions milestones this time. And I'm guessing that's because all of us have been busy losing completions with all these games getting title updates and DLC recently. But said, the Alpha Seagull has reached 150 completed games. Chewie on Ice has reached 850 completed games. And Toad Style Venom has reached 1,200 completed games. We have no ratio milestones, and I have nothing to say about that. In streaks, <laughs> Quantum Gray 17 is currently on a 50-day achievement win streak. Vista Roboto and EMZ Fergie are on 200 days. Uh, Xneo 21X and Wild West 08. And Redemption Denied with the 300-day achievement win streak. Fluttery Chicken with 750. Prince It with 850. Elroy OMJ is a guy with 1,000. <laughs> 1,750 achievement uh, win streak. And last but not least, Blue Thunder 7398 is currently on a nine-year achievement win streak. Wow. That is some dedication. All right. In gamer score, KBOW 73 has hit 550,000 gamer score. Gambler has hit 1.2 million gamer score. And Nuff something or other he changes his there is he changes his gamer tag and discord name like every five seconds who knows what he's up to Noff is at 1.5 million gamer score uh, <laughs> alicia is in the top 10 of the tea leaderboard for battle royale watch out waka nice and that in- includes third in england Nice. By my math, that would make uh, at least three people in the top ten from England. See, I'm good at this game. Uh, um, yeah. And think all this time I've been saying ASU unknown, even though it's ASU unknown. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. ASU unknown is now in the top fifty of the achievements completion percentage leaderboard. Bastion Reader did a bunch of uh, Windows Phone things that nobody cares about because that console's dead. Dead, I tell you. Beep, 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 beep. Rip. Wah, wah. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> Stupid phone. Stupid monkey. And <laughs> oh my god. What's that from? Oh my god. Don't nobody tell him. Oh my god. Let him sit there and just sweat it. Oh. Mm. Ben L72 is in the top five. Of the completed games leaderboard for Metroidvania, as well as the top five of gamer score leaderboard for Metroidvania. I think in order to be in the top five of this category, you have to play stuff such as Green, which I'm pretty sure he just played, as he's being ridiculed in the Discord as we speak. Casual Exile is in the top ten of the TA Difference leaderboard for Metroidvania. Very nice. Enigma Gamer 77 is in position 77. What? In the, in wow. the Canada Gamer Score leaderboard. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Did you edit this? What are the odds? <laughs> High Road V2 is now second in the Colorado True Achievement leaderboard for racing. 
Infamous is in the top 20 of the TA Difference Leaderboard for Survival. Logic Slayer is in the top 100 of Floridia TA Leaderboard. Mark B is in the top 10 of the United Kingdom TA Leaderboard for Adventure. And Ike Pitch is in the top 5 of the New York TA Leaderboard for Windows Phone. Hey, you can't even take over New York, Mike? Come on, bro. Get good. What do we just cut off after M? I guess that's good enough. We don't need anybody else. In Brag Camp, I think I'm just going to talk about everyone's favorite person in the entire community, Waka Pale. Actually, the joke I was going to tell earlier uh, was <laughs> in the beginning. If you want to play a game with no missables, you boot up Human Fall Flat and you play it with a Waka Pale. <laughs> nice. Oh, You're not wrong. Very good. That was a good thing. It was a good fake laugh. I enjoyed it. So, as luck would have it, there's another new level. And he was nice enough a couple days ago to run uh, run us through it. There was, uh, I think it was my first time in party with Awoo. He was there. Next to Hero was there, but not really. Uh, NBA Kirkland was there, but not really. <laughs> Sensing the theme here. Um, only a couple of people. Most people were on chat, which is nice, including Isrit, Jables, and um, uh, Kronos and Jesta. But uh, yeah, I never have any idea even how to like jump or hold on to anything in, in that game. I've tried so many times. It's just it's not easy. I, I it's so hard. I it, it just doesn't breezes through it. Okay, other side of the coin. It's actually not bad. <laughs> You just have to try. That's the thing. I have, have tried. Mm. I, did, I did manage to do the uh, PC version on my own. Yeah. But. It's not as hard as people think it is. They, they think it's really hard. It's not that bad. You just got to put think, the time in. I think that's a pill for that. As, as somebody who does try nowadays to do these uh, title updates on my own, um, I think the thing is that I can kind of muddle through the levels where like waka and the folks that are really good at it like can shortcut cross uh you know waddle across a mountain and cut out part of the stage like they're just they're next level good at the traversal yes. in that game it's not impossible the game is definitely very playable but there are certain people who just get it to a point where it's effortless looking and i i don't think that that's typical i can't climb in that game that is my <laughs> The climbing is climbing is hard. It just the controls just don't click with me. Ooh. Traversing so, and moving things and stuff like that, I can do well enough to get through it. But when it comes to climbing, I'm just stuck. Yeah. So the level is called Lumber, the new one, and I don't know how many times he's done it. As far as I know, only a couple times. And he said, "Yeah, I already found a couple skips." Just going back to what you're saying, Michelle. Like he just knows he's good at it. Uh, there was one achievement that was a little tricky for throwing the lanterns off the map. One of the lanterns got glitched in a tree or something like that. No, so, that <laughs> yeah, it sucks. But Walker was probably like, "Ooh, challenge!" and you know, figured out a way to get up there, and and he yeah. got it. So, <laughs> um, as it stands, these these ratios are still crazy high. They're all eleven and twelve ratios. So the wow. whole game is 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 worth ninety seven hundred TA. Wow! You still have a crazy weird gamer score. It's worth twenty four forty overall. 
We are now up to 91 achievements in Human Fall Flat. No okay. signs of letting up. No. Keep on installing it and then having to reinstall it. I think I'm just going to keep installed at this point. I, I have no idea. I think the nice thing about this game my is the Game Pass inflation. It being in Game Pass just makes it that much more accessible it, for everyone. It definitely has Game Pass inflation, and there's new levels all the time. Just if you don't go back to it, that's that's inflation right there. That is two hundred twenty thousand players. <laughs> I yeah. never would have thought it was that big. Wow! No wonder. Yeah, you, no you wonder so find... many people keep going to it. You could find people playing it all the time if you look at the lobbies. There's so many people playing it. It's crazy. And that right there is why they make so much DLC. Huh. It's listed as a puzzle platform. But yeah, that makes sense. I, uh, <laughs> eh. What else would you got? Physics. Oop. I don't know. Well, there's no physics genre. Okay. Maybe there should be. Yeah. Walk as a god. Let me see if I can is a find some more stat. Human fall flat. And he's so nice enough to help everyone just get all the achievements. Mm. Is there any other brags? No brags. I'm just looking to see if there's any fun stats to mention, but. Okay. I think we'll save some of these. All right. Well, in that case, I'm going to go into the outro. Um, before we get to the typical links, I got a little bit of an update. Um, <laughs> level 200. That's been wild. Um, yeah, I didn't really prepare anything to, for this. So I'm just going to straight up say it. I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break, uh, an indefinite break for recording. Like, I'm not doing the Corey thing where I'm leaving and I'm not going to be, and I'm just going to be a community member. I'm still going to be involved in AH101. I'm still going to be the main editor and stuff like that. Life is just stupid busy right now, and I've got a couple of things that I need to do and trying to trying to record, edit, and all the other things. Doing this multiple nights a week is taking up a lot of time. So yeah. I'll be on a, like I said, indefinite hiatus from recording. Have no idea when I'll be back, but I will be back. Short and sweet. Um, eight weeks. <laughs> no, not two weeks. Not unless I get eight really. Weeks, eight weeks. Oh, eight weeks. Oh. Okay, yeah. Def, at bored. least for eight weeks. This is like your summer break. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. We yeah. Um. In that, mm. With that being said, I know the plan going forward is we're going to be trying to get some more patrons in here to record with us. So if you're a patron and you would like to jump in the show, be a guest, you know, let let us know. We'll get you in. Just please make sure you have, you know, decent equipment somehow. Like a microphone will be great. A quiet room. Be nice to the editor. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Why should we start now? Fair. <laughs> it's been almost four years. 
I mean, there's this other stat here. Number of episodes where L has working equipment. Zero. What the oh. Oh. Seems about right. <laughs> Jerk. Why didn't you let us guess that one, though? <laughs> that one was hard. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll give you one that's relevant to this, this talk here. Fufu, we love you. <laughs> there love you have too. been eight. Oh. Just spoiled the answer. Oops. That's okay. <laughs> well, you might as well. <laughs> that's okay. It's late. Nine. I, I say nine. What I was saying, just said. Uh, what I was saying is name the eight hosts <laughs> that have hosted the show. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Let's see if you can do this. Let's see if you can name the eight hosts there have been and how many have, how many episodes do you think you have hosted, Kenny? Me? Um... I've been here for the bulk of it. I, ha- I have taken breaks before, but only at like a few weeks or a month at a time. Um, out of 200, I would think I've been on about 175. Okay. Want to do higher or lower, like uh, card sharks? Yeah, I'd say higher. <laughs> uh, that's tough. That is tough. I. I think it's probably higher also, but I'll say lower just to take the other one to be interesting. So someone said there's one winner. (laughs) Because I know Penny took at least one fairly extended break from hosting. I know there have been times where he's gone away for like a week on vacation or whatever else. And it's not like it's never happened, but it's probably like 170 if it's not 175. Yeah. All right. This number is going to surprise you then. 150. 150. Oh. You slacker. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And Interesting. Yeah. So that's, uh, I guess this is 151 for you. <laughs> uh, if you want to guess who number two and three and four and eight are, uh, Corey? Guess number two. Guess number two. <laughs> Good guess, Michelle. It is Corey who did yes. twenty. Okay. Yeah. So I guess, uh, Kenny yeah, you, took you a longer take... break than we remembered. No, yeah. I think it's more like random breaks. Like I'm going to miss this episode. I'm not going to be. I think it's more of a. There was at least one previous time where it was yeah. a month or six weeks or something like that. Yeah, I was thinking it was only a month. I guess it was longer than I thought. I don't know. Now the number three person is a surprising one. There's a hint. That's surprising. Not mango. <laughs> it is not. It is not mango. <laughs> I. It is not me. It is not Nate, and it is not Michelle. <laughs> um, Evan. Oh, Elroy not, probably. It is Elroy? Yeah, when Elroy is a guest, if he, especially <laughs> if he's replacing <laughs> the 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 Kenny role. Yeah, well, a lot of times if Kenny's not here, and it's like, all right, someone has to host, and we all sit there, and you know. Nobody really volunteers. If Elroy is is on the show, and and specifically, especially if it's in the Kenny seat, he's totally comfortable. Mm-hmm. He's good, and he's done fourteen episodes. That's oh, more than I would have guessed. Yeah, I probably would have said about ten. And I'm number four with eight episodes. Okay. Uh, Devin that. did three. Evan did three. Michelle did two. <laughs> uh, X the Hero and Mango apparently did one each. 
So I uh, gotta look for those. I don't. ID Mango at all. Hosting. Well, wait. There was actually, one episode. I think I do. I think it was an episode. It might have been an episode, or it might have been an extra thing. I don't remember, but I think it was myself, X, and Devin together doing one. And maybe X hosted that one. There was also one episode that maybe. had none of the typical panelists, as I recall. Right? It was like X and Elroy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe Devin. I, I don't remember, but it didn't have any Go of ahead, the normal. It was like a what if episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't hear who you whispered the fourth person was. Oh, my internet crept out for a minute. What did you get? Did you say Chewy? No, but there you go. Yeah, so there was that one episode. Stupid internet. All right, fine. I got a stat about that one too. That was level ninety nine. Oh wow! Interesting. And then episode one hundred is the one where you did that awesome uh, intro where you told where you gave everyone's like height and weight and hometown and <laughs> remember that, Kenny? He's like, not at all. No, you did. You did the <laughs> UFC entrance and you were asking everyone for their their stats. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do remember that. <laughs> It's time. that was yeah. level one hundred. That was a hundred, yeah. Yeah, I. Wow. Okay. So, so how'd you choose to open two hundred? And wow. uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to, re- I'm gonna have to redo two hundred. Wow. It's up your game, yeah. I never would have thought that was a hundred. I, I thought that was more recent than that. And uh, after two, doing you know two hundred out of these things, they start to run together. And our very own Cal Ripken Jr. Kushmus, uh, from level 100 to uh, episode 194. He did not miss an episode. 95 episodes in a row. Wow. So you should not have gone on vacation, sir. <laughs> I would say Nate probably has a Vacation history. you didn't know you were taking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Surprise vacation. Did you say Kenny? I said, Nate probably has the longest recording streak, I would think. Streak? Well, yeah. We're streaking! <laughs> but, uh, a number of appearances of someone else. <clears throat> oh, you got Someone it. you just can't get. Oh, yeah, just because he missed those first 19 episodes. Do you have the stats for who's been on the most and how, how many episodes we, we have each been on? Okay, well, I want to hear you those. do. All right, I guess we're not saving anything. <laughs> well, not now. Now uh, I want to know. Okay, well, um, now I want to you want to guess how, oh, how, how many... <laughs> KT Echo is, is, is fascinating. Yeah, he, he uh, wrote down how many different unique participants there have been on the main panel. Oh. That'll be a tough one to guess. You want to guess that? And then I have the number of episodes everyone has been on the panel. Oof. Number of participants. Okay, you said there were eight hosts, so it can't be lower than eight. <laughs> Good math. Uh, Right, that there's eight hosts, and then there were guests early on. Right, Mario. every guest. Yeah, it, 
I'm, you don't have to name them. Just we, we could. We, we have could, to name them can, to get a sense, right? Uh, I'm okay, just gonna sure. get twenty. I'll go fifteen. I'll go seventeen. <laughs> all right, we're all very under. Really? Wow. Yeah. How many? Number is twenty-eight. Oh wow! Twenty-eight. Wow. Those are rookie Chip numbers. Chip was on that one time. Oh. Chip's dogs. Yeah. So Trust there's dogs a lot of remember the Chip episode. That one took forever to edit. Thanks, Chip. Um. Yeah, there were a lot of <laughs> one-offs in the beginning, like Sasha and Carnage. Right. Yeah. And, Sasha. Uh, no offense. I forgot about this Noth guy. Yeah. All right. Real quick, because it's very late for us right now. How many have each of us been on? All right. Well, this is four of us and Corey. This is the panel specifically, correct? This is the panel. Okay. Just go ahead. And give just us read it off? Yeah, just give us the numbers. All right. Uh, I am number one. Makes sense. With 180 episodes. I'm surprised you've sorry, missed that sorry many. Sorry to listen. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, me too. me too. You've been very consistent as well. I would have guessed about 186-ish. Uh, Kush, in 65. And remember, Kush didn't start recording with the panel until right. episode 19. Right. right. Yep. Mm. He's finding a way to poison me right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is this in the mail? Old Bay. Oh, man. Are you stronger? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, who's third between uh, the two white breads? Uh, that everyone confuses. Probably <laughs> Corey. Yeah. It is, in fact, Kenny. Number three, 156. Corey, 152. So very close. Ha, beat you, Corey. And then uh, Michelle is number five. But 42. <laughs> wow, just pull there. That many? That's a respectable number. Oh, yeah, that's good. Respectable. I didn't think it was that many. All right, I'll just read off the rest. I'll read off the rest real quick, and then we could wrap and go to sleep. Number six is Elroy with 21. Number seven is Vulgar Latine with 18. Oh, it's more than I thought also. Yeah, that's surprising. Number eight is The Mightiest of Mangoes. Made it through 14 episodes before deciding that he hated me. Number <laughs> nine is X the Hero with 13. Number 10 is our favorite pretty girl, Etart. Wow. Who's been on who's been on seven times? She has since been that. seen she has since been seen on the back of a milk carton. Number eleven is somehow I don't understand this. Walk a pale. I remember the one he stayed awake for, but this says he was on a panelist four times. Okay. Yeah, um, that makes sense. There was the three anniversary shows, I think. And then mm. there was one just random episodes. He's just like, I'm staying awake. <laughs> or like, yeah, it was one of the live okay, episodes. If you right. hate yourself. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't fall asleep or something. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> yeah, sure. Join on. Interesting. 
All right. Uh, tied at number 14 with three episodes apiece are uh, Freemhole, Crew, and Chewy. And uh, uh, Doughboy, Skeptical Mario, Sasha, Redemption. Oh, that's right. Redemption did a couple with X and uh, Elroy. And Anigo Montoya have all appeared on two panels. And the people that have appeared on one panel are Carnage, Chippapapa, Carpe Adam, Dino Bull, Jeblach, Noth, Freaky Row, Ahizo, and Wild West 8. Wow. Awesome. Three Thank you more. to Katie Echo for compiling all that. Yeah. that that's insane. <laughs> Yeah, this is insane, and thank you for being. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff I didn't even read, believe it or not. So I'll try to try to save some. Yeah, we'll, we'll I, save a lot. Of this I couldn't help myself. Show. As Kush alluded to, also we we have some thoughts on how we'll uh, fill that empty chair over the next few weeks until Kenny feels uh, good and ready to come back. So um, you know, definitely look forward to hearing some new voices on the panel. Well, shoot! Well, now here my, my radio, I, I don't want to leave. And the chair will not cost as much as a SpaceX ride, so <laughs> be like I half. Mean, Corey's just going to appear the next five weeks to take his lead back, and <laughs> right. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> I can. All right. All right. Well, like I said before, it is late. So let's get on out of here. You, you guys know all the links. If you don't, it's down in, down in the show notes. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you once again, Katie Echo, for all those stats. I cannot wait to hear the rest of them. Al has hit, keep them, kept them hidden from us, so we legitimately had no idea. But, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening. See all you right. later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Two, two, two hundred. Welcome back to One List, Two List, Bad List, Good List, a segment where we take a look at the achievement list of a couple of games, one that is a tractor pulling the game to new heights, and the other that is a trailer and is a drag on the game. (laughs) What exactly makes these lists good or bad? Well, that's what we will be discussing. This is One List, Two List, Bad List, Good List. I am Elroy OMJ. And I am joined today by an individual who I once broke chips and drank salsa with. It's mm. Fufu Cuddly Proof. What's up? Man, that was a good <laughs> chips and salsa, too. Oh, I know it. That was, uh, <laughs> man, that was 2019. Can you believe it? You, Three years ago. Indeed. So, uh, man, I uh, hope you the... get to have your uh, teacher conventions again in D.C. No, no kidding, man. That was awesome. And. And you you keep eking yourself a little closer and closer to my neck of the woods with uh I mean you picked your head inside uh, Tennessee not too long ago. So yeah, that was for vacation last year. Yeah, there you go. You know Memphis has got stuff to do. Stuff. Oh yeah, if we get down there, <laughs> we'll definitely try meet up or something. Oh, if you if you come to Memphis and you don't let me know, you well if. If you come oh. to Memphis and you and I know and, and you don't give me a call, I will I will hunt you down. <laughs> oh, we so. for sure will. Brooke even makes mention of it periodically. It's just like, oh, man, okay. I wish you'd come back up or us to go back there and down there oh, so we man, can meet we up with fun. you and uh, Corey. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, we have to get Brer over here. I, I mean, he's only, you know, three and a half hours away, but uh, we'd make it work. So we we pay Zuber or something. I don't know. So it's only eight <laughs> hours away or something. Yeah. Well, if you went to Nashville, I would I would drive over if you were going to meet up with Brer. I mean, for sure. I don't know. Yeah. Brooke wants to go back down to Tennessee for uh, we went to Pigeon Forge. So. Yeah, Pigeon Forge is uh, about as far. Yeah, it's about as far away from Memphis as you can get. It's like on the complete. A lot of people don't realize this, but uh, a little fun fact for you: Tennessee is uh, very long. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Actually, did you know that it touches more states than any other state in the union? That I did not know. Yeah, you got uh, you got uh, basically Kentucky's hogging a lot of the space, but uh, on the other side you got Missouri touching, you got Arkansas touching, Mississippi, uh, all the southern states, Alabama, Georgia, and uh, then on the east side you got, uh, I believe, Virginia. I'm, I mean, that's really far from here, but I think Virginia is touching it, and then uh, one of the Carolinas maybe. Yeah. Dang. So yeah, it touches a lot of states, man. Fun Very fact. Touching. That yeah, is. <laughs> That's the educational portion of this. That segment. was. That was. There you go. Do 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 do. The more you know. So, anyhow. So, um, yeah. So this is a one list, two list, bad list, two, good list. Um, I do believe uh, you have a crap list for us. Maybe it's just bad. I don't know. I do. So, the last time that we recorded, we made mention of how. We are on the opposite sides of the spectrum of achievement hunting. <laughs> so yeah, for this fair, game, fair. for me, is a very bad list. But I know for mm-hmm. you, and quite honestly, even before I looked it up to see if you had played this, I just knew you had played this because <laughs> it is a very good game for a certain contest. Oh, okay. That game in question, which I'm sure you have never actually legitimately played, is... Uh-oh. Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. <laughs> oh yeah, I know that one. Yeah, uh, that's that's a mainstay in the certain contest uh, that's uh, in its final week. Uh, oh yes, yes, for sure, for sure. Yes. Yeah, so this game, I mean, obviously it's Power Rangers. I am still a seven-year-old in a thirty-thirty-year-old grown man's body, and mm-hmm. I love me my Power Rangers. Right, right. And as a fighting game, I personally actually think it's a good fighting game. I am not an expert in fighting games. That's X to Heroes department. But I like me my fighting games. I've played all the a bunch of the Mortal Kombat and Tekkens and yada yada. And this one I really, really like. It's the three v three, and it features a bunch of different uh, rangers from the, all the different shows. And it's almost thirty years of history. Mm-hmm. And like you were mentioned and like we did for is very good for G task because Mm -hmm. this is now on game pass and it has gotten a a significant game pass boost and it's (laughs) relatively easy to dive as of recording. It has an 8.9 ratio, 34 achievements for a thousand gamer score and a little over 8,900 TA. Now what makes this a bad list for me is that much like Magic Nations on the last one, it's just a generic list. There's mm. just really nothing special here. It's the the game features when it first came out, you had like nine different characters, 
And for each single character, there's an achievement for beating the arcade mode, which was like nothing. You know, it's your it's your typical arcade mode for a fighter. You fight your 10 rounds or something like that. There's an achievement for beating all of them. And then you get to the multiplayer side. And this is where all the TA comes into play because you get <laughs> achievements for reaching like level 50, uh, level 125, level 200, so on and so forth, up until like level 1000. Then there's achievements for beating or for just fighting into in 50 battles, 100 battles, 500 battles, 1000 battles. And there's an achievement to win 250 uh, battles, 500 battles. Reach each league. That's the list. That's the list. It's just... Well, so Power Rangers isn't this big, you know, epic universe like Marvel or Lord of the Rings or something like that. But there is some Power Ranger lore there. And you could do so much with this list. You know, have this character fight this character because in the actual show, they meet up. You know, have Mm. Tommy Oliver fight Lord Draken. Which, if you know the comics, that makes sense because Lord Draken is basically evil Green Ranger. There's so many things that you could do here. They <laughs> even introduced a story mode, which was a title update, like a couple months after the game's release. Did they add any achievements? Nah. Why do that? I even just turned it on before recording to, to see how many uh, characters they're up to. They're up to 26 characters. You know, other games like Injustice, when their new characters release, they have one or two achievements for them. This game, nah. We just stick with the generic, boring list that we came, that we created with the game back in 2019. You, just, you bring some, you bring some good points, but uh, can I defend it a little <laughs> bit here? So, Let's see. okay, so now full disclosure, uh, Power Rangers came out when I was in a very busy part of my life, in the sense I think I was trying to. Uh, when my now wife's hand in marriage and, uh, you know, when you're <laughs> dating and, you know, in your college and you know, you're busy starting your life and all this and that. So <laughs> you are not the target audience for this. I, I am very not. much was the target yes. audience. <laughs> yes. Uh, so this one missed me, but from my very, very low understanding of, of all things Power Rangers, uh, it seems like they've done a decent job of putting, uh, Power Ranger-ish sounding achievements into the game. You got Morphinomenal. I believe that would probably be something in there. You got Go-Go yes. Power Rangers. I, I am familiar with that. Uh, I assume Rangers Forever, Defend What's Right Forever, We Shall Stand Together. These all sound like things that they probably say in the show. Defenders Sworn to Fight. Isn't yeah. that like in the theme song, maybe? or I, Maybe not. I don't know. Um Okay. Yeah, so some of the titles, the, yes, I'll give you that. So they did put a, now as far as what the achievement is for, it doesn't necessarily line up with what they're talking about in the uh, the name of it, I guess. Um, um, but whatever. Like for example, protect this world together. Well, I guess I can kind of see that one. That's for fighting in a thousand ranked matches with any character. Seems like that would be like a co op achievement, you know together or something i don't know like beat the arcade mode in co-op or something i don't know but um yeah rangers forever would probably i don't know it 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 doesn't exactly 
it's not really specific to it, but at least they put a little effort in there. It's not like they they called the achievement, you know, 500 ranked matches for winning 500 ranked matches or something. I mean, I'll give you that. That is fair. They did come up with some good titles for the for the achievement names, but that's about it. Yeah, it's they really mailed it in on generic list. <laughs> they really mailed it in on the uh, concept art for the achievements there. <laughs> oh wow, I didn't even notice that until you just said that. <laughs> That's something I was like, I, I didn't even put two and two together until that. Yeah, it's every single one is the exact same. Yeah, it's uh, pretty exciting for one, but uh, not for uh, you know thirty four of them. But uh, yeah, and. And I would like to to close out my opposition, my pushback to you, is saying that maybe you would enjoy this game a little bit more if you had spent a little more time with it, given that you've only spent 24 hours with it, which is far less than me, who is a more experienced uh, veteran of the game, who has spent, you know, 10 times that. How many hours have you put 245 hours into this? You're poor Cronus. You're not fooling me. I know darn well that that was all your Cronus mashing A. <laughs> now, there is some art to it, so let me elaborate a little bit. There's a little bit of art to it. you got to choose the right team, uh, and it does go faster if you actually drop nine bucks uh on uh, the some of the DLC to get some extra characters, so you don't have to level up all your characters quite as much. But uh, yeah, the the dude with the pistols, oh my god, that dude's overpowered. Like uh, I don't know what he is. Like some Deadpool looking dude with pistols and uh, dude, maybe you know. Pistol. I don't know. It, that's his attack. Like he's just like pew pew, like pew pew, <laughs> and like and no one can. And then you like the red close guy. To, yeah, pistol dude. I don't know. He's, he's I'm pretty sure that's Eric Myers, the Time Force Ranger. I'm pretty yeah, sure. The, I think the I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, but man, if you're looking for this achievement, make sure that guy is in your lineup. And then there's uh the dude with the lightning hands that uh I think he's got like a a lion head maybe. Uh he's a real big dude. He's like big bulky guy and and like he shoots out this laser that starts on the ground in front of him and then it goes all the way up kind of a thing and oh that thing wrecks people like it's insane like if you just put those two and then any other third person in your in your group uh and there's some pink chick with uh her whips that are pretty is pretty good too that's a good uh third option so between those three just put those in there oh oh and then oh i am so sorry i have uh, seriously oh i am so sorry Next to Pistol Guy, <laughs> I completely forgot about uh, Black Rifle Dude. Um, ah. I don't know. Uh, it looks like Snake Eyes with a with a sniper rifle. I don't <laughs> know. It's um, <laughs> it's uh, that's that, that's probably my dated reference. Uh, that's uh, the Mastodon Century. Century. <laughs> I know who you're talking yeah, about. That's from yeah, the comics. That, yeah, now that dude, I forgot about him. Put him in yeah. Red Pistol, dude, and then whatever character you need to level up is the third slot, and you will level up like a madman because uh, those two will just destroy. And then if you need, you know, mix in the giant, 
you know, lion head dude. And, uh, but yeah, those two guys with guns, like, and when the thing about the, the black sniper rifle dude is if you get close to him, he like rolls out of the way while he's shooting them. It's just, he oh, is such yeah. a he's pain. Annoying. He is. Annoying. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, there you go. So that's my, t- but the only fond memories I really have of this game in the 245 hours I played is when I would look up on the screen while I was doing, playing a different game on my windows. Um, <laughs> uh, so I look up on the screen and I'd be like, "Oh man, that's uh, you know, somebody that I knew was in the contest with me." And I'm like, "I know they're automated. I can go win this one real quick." And so because all <laughs> oh, they're doing is, and so they're using you know the pistol or the gun guy and uh, and we're just sitting there shooting. Well, actually, it's usually the green guy with the the how you can uh, throw, and because the game crashes constantly, and so. It always resets to the first three, which is the green dude, yep. the the red dude, I think, and then the I think maybe the sniper rifle guy. I, I don't forget. Sounds but, about right. Yeah, so those three are like the default, and so it always starts with the green guy throwing his Hoyukin, which is usually oh. defeated very quickly. And uh, so when you find somebody else that is maybe uh, playing a different game on a different device. It's like two green guys standing there throwing Hoyukins at each other <laughs> until the time <laughs> runs out. <laughs> and so uh, I, I'll always jump up and you know disable it real quick and then win the match and then reset the lineup to what I want. And then, yeah, so that's the only fun I had with that game. But, uh, yeah, there you go. So Yeah, see, like well. me, my almost 25 <laughs> hours was me actually playing the game because like like i said i really enjoyed the game it's really good my criticism yeah. is not of the game itself i think enway which is the developer and publisher did a good job with the game their list just sucks in my opinion <laughs> well i don't think that's probably why you're not playing it all the way to completion is it oh man i don't know if well considering how many people boost this game now that i think about it i probably could complete this I'm telling you, just mash pistol dude and sniper rifle for the win, and you'll get to, you'll be level 300 before you know it, and then level whatever thousand seven hundred seven hundred is the is yeah. the highest level that you need. Well, you see, it's not as much the levels that's difficult for the completion. Like honestly, like completionist beware on this game. It's the fact that you need to get up into the masters league, which oh, you yeah. know is like any other game with. S ranks or something like that. Like you actually legitimately need mm-hmm. to be good at the game, which I well I haven't played in forever, but I was okay at the game. Mm-hmm. If I'm no expert in any fighting game, so it's not like I have that skill to get to Masters League. But with as many people boost us, I don't know. Maybe I can now. That I think about it. Especially yeah, during like, the last week of G Task. Yeah, exactly. I. I uh, I mean I made uh, whatever the fourth highest league is a uh, platinum platinum league I made that and uh, I did nothing so but you know when you run into somebody that actually knows what they're doing <laughs> but it's amazing like the other thing that amazed me is I would find myself just watching it like I was like oh my gosh these people are so bad at video games like <laughs> they think that 
they're just going to run through the bullets like the like okay they shot me in the face 10 times in a row the 11th time is my time i oh i got shot in the face again all right i'm going to just keep running straight right i mean <laughs> who are these people that are so bad at video games and then they're like seeing them time their jumps and they're just like jumping right into it every time i mean there's you know- some <laughs> Yeah, it's it's discouraging. <laughs> you know, you're sitting there making fun of these people. Yeah, but there's yeah. like a 95 percent chance that that is literally like a five or six year old kid <laughs> who this is the target audience for and just don't know better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like how you thought that you knew I knew I played that game without. Oh even yeah, no, yeah. It's a so. ton of TA. Like it's a great boost for you. Oh yeah. That's a, that's a good one. That's a GTAS 101 uh, uh, must. <laughs> so, for <laughs> sure. Right. Yeah. Well, so, what you got for uh, that's a good game? Well, is I've, now I'm on the other end of the spectrum in the sense that I was hoping that you would have this on your tag. And it's a little discouraging that you don't because this game, it, 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 it reached me. It, it, uh, I was in the, the doldrums of the uh, final few weeks, and I needed something to lift my spirits. In this game, it came through for me. I feel no, like beat not, them up coming. Uh, no, well, no. This is just, uh, I like a, I like a few games. I do like, I love my beat em ups, but there's a couple of just weird games out there that just really get me. And uh, of those is your random animal um Simulator, and so when Deer Simulator, Aww. your average everyday deer game came out, <laughs> I was looking forward to the days of playing it, and so I would. <laughs> I have to read the review for you. Uh, well, first, let me tell you about the game. Seventeen achievements worth fifteen hundred TA, developed by Gibier Games, and now I went. And I was all about give your games, and I was trying to find some kind of nugget out there of something, that, some good news to give the masses that they have a second game and it's going to be ported soon, or there's something. There is nothing out there. This is all they got is this game, and it's 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 it's, it's discouraging. Yeah, but I wish that they had more. But it's, this is it. So it's a one two hour completion. And it has 17 achievements, like I said, and it contains buckets. Yes, buckets, Fufu, of fun. <laughs> so I'm watching a clip of this. I don't yes. know what I'm watching. <laughs> so, well, here you go. This is this is the top review. And I think the guy that wrote this wanted it was trying to discourage you from playing it. And uh here you go. It says this is by a big rad roach who wrote this uh, review. It's labeled, Dear God, what a mess. And then it says, Dear Simulator is another hacked out quirkathon that is in the category of random animal plus physics engine equals meme appeal <laughs> with what we shall label as a rampage simulator. And it says, you are a nameless every man or woman who will spend about three minutes on a character creation screen before immediately getting run over by a vehicle, spoiler <laughs> alert, in the opening cutscene. 
Willist attempting to save a deer. You are now reborn as a deer. That's about all the coherent story we are getting. I mean, does that have you hanging onto the edge of your seat? Or oh yeah, like, totally. <laughs> like I think Rad Roach was trying to discourage you from playing this game, but oh man. Uh, in case you're curious, it does have a five star Elroy approval. It of is, course, it does. Unfortunately, it's only got two point six six, but uh, my five is helping. Uh, we help the West <laughs> best we can, but but uh, yeah. And so, if you play in this game, I don't want to give away too much of the story because uh, I actually respect this game. But it has kind of like an edge of tomorrow. I'm trying to think of what the purpose perfect. Uh, movie analogy would be uh, Looper. Have you ever seen Looper? It's kind I've of heard of movie. it, but I've never seen it. It's kind of that, where basically you're... Nah, I'm just going to let you play it and experience the story yourself. So, But it's weird as hell. <laughs> for sure. Oh, yeah. For and sure. So, yeah. And so, I think I know why there's four E's in Deer. But again, I can't give away too much without giving away what little story there is. But it it does make sense in the end why there's four E's and deer. Well, uh, that it's almost that. Almost like there's two different deers molded together. Hmm. And so uh, there is actually a fan page for it, which is deer-simulator.com. Which is really funny if you actually go to that uh, website site, deer uh, slash or dash simulator.com. <laughs> I meant to pull it up so I could read to you the. It's a very basic uh, um, web page where basically it says, Yes, this is a fan page for Deer Simulator. We like Deer Simulator. And that's basically all there's to it. It's really <laughs> funny. It's a, an awesome fan page. Uh, there's not much to it. I was hoping to get some inside scoop on some, but uh, anyway. So that's enough about what about the game in itself. Let me tell you why the list is good. So this game has a lot going on, as you could probably tell from the game clips you're seeing. Um, some freaky stuff. Uh, the the closing sequence of the true ending is awesome. Like uh, with. Uh, there's like all these weird crawling humans and uh, stuff. It's so, there is so weird. It's this gloriously is something to weird. It is. It is so gloriously weird. This game and I loved every second of it. But uh, this game could have been ruined by a crap list. So I've seen it before. Uh, again, the achievement list should enhance the game uh, and uh, and basically lead you to do all the st- cool stuff that they programmed it to do. So. Uh, if the list was something like destroy X buildings or shoot 5,000 times or just something bland, you're not going to get the full experience of Deer Simulator. So uh, this happens sometimes. Uh, sometimes I wonder when I'm playing like a rat or a game like that, uh, a rat or is it, where uh, you're enjoying the game and then you're like, oh, the achievements are done. And you were kind of enjoying it, and then you're just yep. like, oh. You're like, ah, oh, it's over. And I know I know you don't have to stop playing it, but that's kind of what you're conditioned to do. And so mm-hmm. you, just, you just kind of delete it and it's like, well, I hope there's a sequel. Even though you only played like the, <laughs> you play like the first three stages, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's over. Yeah. Waiting for my full blast, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, full blast, that's a good one. So... 
Yeah. But anyway, so this game is open world uh, in the that's that's one of the genres and uh, the fun is in exploring it. It's actually a fun open world. And so if you're looking around in the game, it has like all these kinds of weird giant animals just hanging out. Like there's a giant fish that's flying around. There's a giant koala hanging on a building. If you do a few certain things, there's a giant uh, monkey that pounds like symbols together. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you call that, but it, there's all kinds of animals like that. It's just weird animals just out of place, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's definitely and, something I noticed in the clips yeah, I was watching. Right. And so if you had a crap list, you would never engage with those those entities. And by engage, I mean you wouldn't have to fight them to the death. So uh, the achievement list makes you do that. So that really helps the game. Otherwise, you might finish the game and be like, well, that was weird. What was up with that giant koala on the building? And, but now you know that it's there to kill. So, uh, but the, so the achievement list really enhances the game in the sense that they have to play through everything, right? So I agree. Uh, so there's that. Yeah. So that's that's one of the cool things about it. But on the surface, you might look at the achievement list and you not think twice about it. But did you know that there's a lot? I like education. I, you know, I'm in the education field. I like educational lists, and this actually has a lot of education to it. So uh, there's a couple that are kind of pop culture references, uh, and some that are kind of a mixture of both. So, for example, I'll give you an easy one. There's one for the True Deer Show, and the art depicts a guy going through a door. Are you familiar with that reference? Okay. I'm just going to say it right now. I mm-hmm. am probably the worst person at pop culture. I have no idea. I was, oh. So before you <laughs> said that, I was looking at the achievement titles. I know there's a, a lot here that yeah. is going over my head. And that well, specifically is definitely one of them. This is the only one that's really pop culture, though. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, the rest are just, I mean, well, you'll see. But uh, I, I just trying to find your wheelhouse. So obviously this movie references aren't your thing. So um, the true deer show, there was a show called the Truman show and the Truman show. I've heard of that. Yeah. And so the true deer show, um, but in it, it's a guy who's born into a reality show and he lives literally inside a dome and he, everyone's in on it, but him. And so his whole life has been broadcast on television and they, everyone in the world knows him because it's wildly popular. And then he starts to think that something's up and then, you know, like people are trying to tell him and it's a really cool movie. So I got Jim Carrey in it and, uh, and in the end, uh, well, I mean, I'm just kind of spoiler alert. Yeah, he uh, he basically walks through a door. Uh, there you go. There you, uh, I'll just say it like that. So the art depicts kind of the culminating moment of the show. Ah, it's really cool. Interesting. So, yeah, and so that is. I think it was a '90s movie. So it was before your time. I understand. But um, but here you go. There's other ones as well. So there's one called the Divine Move. Okay, have you seen that one? There's an achievement for that. Um, I you get it. Don't the, get that reference. Okay. You know, I wasn't really sure. Uh, there's Cal, Caltello, Caltello. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so I thought there had to be something there. And so 
here's what the divine move is. I thought it was like a movie reference or something, but uh, it actually refers to a particularly brilliant move considered to be once in a lifetime, kind of like a hole in one kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a once in a lifetime experience for the best professionals in the board game Batic, or it's called Go in uh, apparently in the West. It's called Go. It's like a Chinese game, I think, but but uh, basically, which often turns what was a losing or close game into a winning effort at the most crucial moment. So it's like a boss move, like in this game that just like, just you look like you're going to lose it. And, yeah. And so it's basically the game where you play. Um, well, here's Go. It's an abstract strategy board game for two players in which you're trying to surround more territory than the opponent. And it was, oh yeah, I was right. It, the game was created in China more than 2,500 years ago and it's believed to be the oldest board game continuously played at present day. Oh, so, this looks interesting. Yeah. yeah. And so it's uh, it's actually a little sub, like a like a mini game in, the, in there. You have to go play against the cows in it. So that's why it's called oh. Cal- Hello, I guess. I guess, I don't know. Seems like it might be called Othello too, maybe. So Cal- I was Hello, just maybe. about to say that this yeah. looks like a game that I know of called Othello or Othello yeah. or something like that, which is a really fun little game. Yeah. So I okay. think it's like yeah, that's why they call it Cal Hello. So yeah. Ah, but, uh, yeah. I like it. So yeah, and so it's a little mini game, and so it's actually one of the harder achievements in the game because it's. Uh, I understand what's called the divine move because the computer is very good at the game and you just have to keep trying until you finally get it. It took me a while to get it though, but man, I didn't watch a guide for it. I I don't know that there is a guide for it because it's kind of random, but yeah. So it took me forever to even figure out what I was trying to do. So maybe that was part of the problem. I didn't understand why I'd play something here and then all of a sudden like I was losing. Like I kind of, I don't know. It was kind of weird. You'll If you ever play it, you'll see what I'm talking about. So uh, okay, and then uh, there's another achievement called Dunkleosteus. Dunkleosteus. All right, which that, that sounds like something. It does sound like so. You're right. It is something. And so it's you get this achievement for defeating the giant fish. So there's this giant fish just flying around in the sky. You don't really know why it's there, but you know, if you shoot it, oh, it's going to rain hell on you. And uh, uh, it's it's kind of fun to uh, kill it. And so uh, Dunkleosteus is a large placoderm, I guess I'm saying that right, that lived in the late Devonian period around three, uh, a lot of millions of years ago. And it grew to 10 meters and was the top predator of its time and is one of the top predators of the Paleozoic era so it was like huh. freaking giant freaking fish that looks like a looks like a stretched out piranha honestly um from the pictures i saw it's like a kind of like a piranha head on a shark body kind of a oh, thing. oh that thing is terrifying yeah yeah so there you go dunkleosteus so that was a top predator back in the day so there's that's the giant fish that's flying around apparently it didn't kind of didn't quite look like that but yeah teach their own i guess and then uh let's see i got uh Two more for you. The first one is Town Musicians of Bremen. Yep. I had a feeling you were going to go there because that looks like something as well. <laughs> it does look like something, yeah. So I was like, that's oddly specific. Uh, but apparently, I mean, I thought of any of these, you would know this one because I think there's a kids movie that they, they released on it, but I don't know when the kids movie came out because I don't watch kids movies. But it seems like that was, I saw that somewhere that there's a kids movie for it. So I thought maybe. 
I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, not that you watch kid movies, but you're a family guy now. So you know, I was just about to say, like, I love that he yeah. just. Oh yeah, he wa- he he watches Power Rangers, so obviously he knows kids movies. <laughs> yeah, your family, your family food, you know, yeah. Papa food. Yeah, so I figured you, you have you're forced to watch all that crap now. So, um, but uh, okay, so let me tell you about the town musicians of Bremen. It's a story in which a donkey, a dog, a cat, and a rooster, you know, unlikely pair, wow. all past their prime so like me you know they're all old and uh they're all past their prime in years of life and usefulness and on their respective farms and apparently on their farms they were mistreated by their owners and they're about to be you know discarded in one way or the other and so one by one they all leave their homes and they somehow meet up and make a friendship and they set out together um to become musicians and so i guess they are you know going to go to the city of bremen bremen which is known for its freedom. Any guesses where Bremen is? It's an actual city. Uh, sounds like uh, France or something like that. Eh, close enough. Yeah, Germany, Germany. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're, um, they're, they're going to Germany, and uh, they're in Germany, and I guess they're going to the city that's known for something. I don't know. The, the, the tagline is, something better than death we can find anywhere. So I guess they, you know, <laughs> they weren't, you know, the expectations were low, but. It's very. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, but yeah, they, and so they, it, it's all about their adventure there. It's not really about them arriving in Bremen and some tellings of the story apparently don't ever get there. It's more about how their, their adventures along the way. It's more about the journey, not the destination huh. kind of a thing. And so like there's, they run into a bunch of robbers or something. That's like the, the pivotal point of the story. And somehow they outsmart them or, or defeat them in some way or fashion and get their treasures. And in some versions of the story, they go back and uh, give the money to their masters and, you know, to get them out of their hardships that has caused them to mistreat them or something. I don't know. There's like all kinds of versions of it. But but uh, there's actually statues of it in Germany where you'll see it where there's a donkey that has a dog standing on its back. Oh, and it yeah. has a cat standing on its back and then a rooster standing on its back. It's like a it's like a stacked animal yeah. statue. Yeah. You see that? All right. Yeah. I set so, that up. Yeah, and so what's interesting to me is that they used it for uh, the uh, achievement that they used it for, which was for defeating Doggo, which I'm about to get into. But it's more consistent if you look at the Rhino Saber achievement, uh, which is literally that type of thing where they have a bunch of animals stacked on each other. You would have thought that they would have used that for yeah, that really. achievement. But yeah, because that's literally what it looks like is a bunch of stacked rhinos and which is cool to me because my wife collects rhinos and there's like rhinos all over my house, but that's a story for another time. But <laughs> uh so you get it for defeating Doggo. Now this might be more in your wheelhouse. Are you familiar with Doggo? Yes. Okay, I see. Now this is becoming like a an age specific thing at this yeah. point because I I still not one hundred percent sure I understand it, but apparently it's like a social some social media crap that has to do with dogs that, where you post pictures of your dogs and you just misspell dog with doggo yeah. and like is it, that all there's to it? It's a good doggo, like it's a good dog. It's more of a meme thing, really. Okay, I I totally have missed that because yeah, I had no idea of this. Yeah, it, it's like I say, it's mostly just a meme thing. Like instead of you know, here's a good boy. He's like, oh, he's a good doggo. <laughs> well, it seems like they always use that one dog, uh, the Shiba. Is it Shiba? It's like 
the yeah. the star of it, I guess. The yeah, Shiba it's a Inu. very just just think of the dog meme picture. Yeah, it's that dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So apparently that was a whole thing. I I never knew that. So yeah. Uh, so I learned that. But if you look at it, it's like if you look up a definition of it, it's like talking about avoiding detection or something. And it's like used chiefly in the phrase lie doggo. Have you ever heard uh, that? That I haven't heard. Okay, well, I don't know. But anyway, I think they're considering adding it to the dictionary and everything. I Whatever it was, I completely missed Oof. it. Yeah, so, yeah. And so uh, this is actually one of the funniest parts in the in the game, which is Doggo, who plays a part, a part later on, but it's like a Voltron dog <laughs> of sorts that gets all, right. all these different parts. You gotta see the battle with Doggo. It is hysterical, um, but yeah, it's it, you walk in and it looks like uh, kind of like Paw Patrol looking dog, and then all of a sudden it's not. It's uh, like Voltron, and you have to defeat that thing, which is actually one of the. It's actually a fun battle, uh, but yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's Doggo, and <laughs> so this game is something fine. else. Now, okay. you, you have to play this game. I mean, it is amazing. It's an amazing game. I wouldn't lead you wrong on this. This is, it is fun. Once it's again, a fun game. another game I am sure you've played, Goat Simulator. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yes. This basically just looks like an indie oh. version of Goat Simulator. Yeah, it's like a weirder version of Goat Simulator for sure. With, you know, <laughs> Goat more Simulator, animals. more acid. Yeah, for sure. Oh, wait. Wait until you get to the final battle. The final battle is just so gloriously weird. I mean, I can't even describe it. It's so weird. It's like a bunch of creepy, uh, like, uh, I don't know, tidy whitey wearing humans, like, in weird contortions trying to kill you. It's really odd. Truly odd. And then the... (laughs) It's truly amazing that, like... This type of a game not only has a story, but then it has mm-hmm. two endings. Oh, and I the am average purposely... everyday ending, and then the true ending. And I'm, I'm seriously, I'm not telling you what the endings are because I actually, re- I, I don't spoil games that I respect, and I respect this game to the very highest esteem there. And so, you're gonna have to find out what the endings are yourself and see why I, why there's four <laughs> E's and deer. And why I compared it to Looper and uh, whatever that other one. I can, Looper is really the one. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. So, and it's kind of got some Matrix built in there as well. So, uh, but yeah, both endings are awesome. You'll love it. So I have one so, question. Yes. There is an achievement to unlock all achievements. Is it glitched? Because uh, I know they're you, I know they're kind of glitchy. Don't you dare go there, man. No, it. Uh, mm. <laughs> that was not good. <laughs> it is no, it's uh, it's it's all of it pop fine for me, like and timely and everything. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that's all that matters then. Yeah. It. It. I mean. It, well, and I enjoyed it along the way. So sometimes those games, the um, you know, everything works right, and. You actually enjoy it along the way. So there you go. And that's why it's my good list. It has a Chiva list that makes you want to play all that it offers. Hopefully there's some DLC soon with some more obscure references. But until then, if you've not played it, just know this is a brilliant game that will have you holding on to your controller for dear life. Mm. <laughs> he got there. He got there. 
<laughs> that was my final. I always like to have a final word on each one. So there you go. Well, it's Game Pass, so easy <laughs> enough to try. I don't got to yep. pay for it. <laughs> yep. Better hurry, though, man. You know, they, they pull those pretty quick. So, yeah, you can go see your stupid doggo stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll like we'll their see. version of doggo. Do you know there's that? Oh, I forgot to tell you. Did you know there's actually another doggo boss in another game? I don't think you've played this game though. So it's uh, for, but for in case anybody's wondering, there's another doggo boss besides this one, and it is in the game Undertale. So I did see that while I was uh, yeah looking up something probably yeah, okay. the boss fight. Yep. So apparently uh, in that game he's a bipedal bi. I don't know. He's on two legs and dog monster and he wears a cotton candy pink muscle shirt. So who cannot get with that? <laughs> so, well, Foof, I really appreciate you joining me, man. Of course. This is fun. This is very yeah. different than the usual thing I record. There you go. That's We, we aim for different. And yeah, I mean, don't get more different than this last offering here. No, definitely not. <laughs> this is definitely a one-of-a-kind game. <laughs> Indeed. So, anyhow, so thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, any thoughts, uh, suggestions, uh, wonderful things, or what you have you, uh, let us know in the chat, in Discord chat. And other than that, thanks for listening. See ya. Hello again, I'm Wakapale, who rushed to the free max level character in the MMORPG Terra when it was handed out a while back, and recently went back to it as its PC version is shutting down in June with the console ports on Xbox and PlayStation possibly doing the same. At the moment it appears they will live on a while longer, but I did rather stay safe than sorry. Terra stands for the Exiled Realm of Arborea, which I learned after completing it. The game was originally released in 2011 on PC, but went free to play in 2013. It wasn't until 2018 Terra was ported to consoles and now features crossplay between PlayStation and Xbox. While the graphics look decent, you can tell it really is more than a decade old game. Terra reminded me of World of Warcraft in its MMO design, but it features a much more action and skill focused combat system, which is one of its standout features. It doesn't come close to a modern action game, but it is much more engaging than most MMO combat. I did not care for the high fantasy story featuring gods and demons as I was not a fan of its sloppy cutscenes and poor voice acting. As I started with the level 65 character, the story was rather disjointed for me and I only had to do one proper questline which focused on the high elf hero Freya who sure sounded like a high elf stuffing her weird pipe with questionable ingredients. It was difficult to take anyone seriously in their ludicrous getups. Most character designs are either macabre, cute or very sexualized for both genders but the ladies in particular use some very strange armor, often exposing plenty of skin and looking glued onto their bodies or held up solely by their nipples which is impressive considering the pronounced breast physics. There is even a specific equipment slot for underwear. This is extra creepy with the game's Ellen race, which all look like human 8 year old girls with animal ears. 
The Ellen, along with some other revealing equipment, have been slightly censored in the western market, where the players can't run around in their underwear like the other races, but I still find them creepy. As I did not want to explain why I was playing as a half-naked dude or lady when my family walked by the TV, I chose to play as a popori, a bear or panda-like humanoid race. I played as a brawler, as I was told by community member Terra, with two R's, that you could solo the entire game with a brawler, and he was correct. The time estimate for completing Terra with one R on TA is 40-50 hours, but can be done way faster if you picked up the level 65 level boost. I completed it in a bit over 20 hours, going in mostly blind, just following individual guides on TA, and Isret did it in 12 hours after first completing the Asian stack, which recently had its servers closed. I did acquire level 65 gear through a simple quest, but I never upgraded it and barely figured out the combat, as most fights only required you to stand and punch the enemies once or twice. Everything was rather easy, except for the three high level world bosses you need to defeat for the highest value achievement in the game. Most achievements are tied to completing dungeons, as they can all be completed by one level 65 character, most of them easily despite saying they are designed for 5 players. You can play quests to go through the dungeons, or just walk up to them and start a run with the exception of Akasha's hideout, which you must complete in the solo dungeon mode after completing a rather lengthy quest chain, starting with the quest The Desert Jewel, making the solo dungeon available once you reach the quest Search and Destroy. This questline is an automatic main quest which shows up in your quest log once you've reached a certain level, which I believe is 40. The remaining achievements, outside of getting a level 65 character, which is the max level for play characters, are tied to world bosses and can be a pain for multiple reasons. The biggest issue being they are hiding in a shared world and can take many hours to respawn after being killed. You also won't get credit unless you are the first player or group to attack the world boss. Three world bosses are particularly tricky and took me many attempts to find and also put up around a one hour long fight each as they are level 68, three levels above the level cap. I'm sure these fights can be significantly shorter if you gear up properly, team up with others and actually learn your character's skill set, but I had not done that. After learning the boss's patterns, it was fairly easy to avoid taking damage, as you can dodge their telegraphed attacks. I still recommend stocking up on plenty of health potions in case you get tired of the lengthy fight and make mistakes, as the bosses hit hard and can kill you quickly if you're not careful. If you can't find a world boss, you can switch channel in the main menu, which moves you to a different world instance where the boss might be available. You can also go back to the main menu and disable crossplay, which appears to give you a Xbox exclusive instance. When I disabled crossplay, I had a much easier time finding the world bosses and rarely run into other players. Terra has 25 achievements worth 1000 game score and 4300 TA. I enjoyed steamrolling through most of it with my level 65 character, but it does not appear to be a very difficult or grindy completion starting with a level 1 character. There are a few free boosters available in the Xbox store, but I never use them. 
If you enjoyed old school MMORPGs decades ago, you will probably enjoy Terra, and it doesn't really outstay its welcome, as it is rather short completion by both free-to-play and MMO standards, and does not require you to spend a cent, even if it will frequently tempt you to. With the PC servers shutting down, Terra's future is uncertain, so if you want the completion, you'd better start sooner rather than later. While you can play the entire thing by yourself, I'm sure it would be much more fun if you bring a friend or four. Have a nice day everyone!